When we made our McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Buy one 10-piece spicy chicken McNuggets, get one for a dollar. Offer only on the app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid once daily through 4.30 at participating McDonald's. App download and registration required. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, little Greta. Oh, little Greta. Are you guys inspired? You guys inspired like I am? If we save the banks, we can save the world. Greta, Greta, Greta. I can't, I can't freaking believe that video was edited, I think, like a year and a half ago. That video is, that might be almost two years old, that video. My goodness, how far we've come. What year, was it, was it 2019? Was it last year that Greta came out? Or was it 2018? Ugh, I think it was 2018. You know, she actually, speaking of 18s, little Greta... Little Greta will be expiring. I'm sorry, not expiring. She will be turning 18 <laughs> on, uh, this, this month, right? Or I'm sorry, this coming month. This coming month in January. Little Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. She's going to turn 18. What do you guys think? Do you guys think she'll still be a useful tool for the elite when she's actually an adult? Right. Will, will her use as a human shield expire? I don't think so. She's still, she's still she's developmentally stunted, right? I mean, it's sad, but she's very developmentally stunted, and she kind of has, she acts and has kind of the, um, the mannerisms, emotional intelligence, and actual intelligence of kind of like a nine-year-old. So uh, they'll still use her. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii. What? Right, and you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Well, maybe you do, Dr. Gregor. Dr. Gregor, thank you very much. It's, I love being interrupted by the great, the great Greg. The great Dr. Gregor. Austin donated five bucks. We, actually, we got two Super Chats right now. And I got to say, I really appreciate it. Sometimes, sometimes I get discouraged by YouTube. I, fr- I freaking... Have I ever, have you ever mentioned that I hate you, YouTube? Not you guys watching... YouTube as an entity, <laughs> the, the demon of YouTube. I freaking despise you, YouTube. What you've done to this channel, right? YouTube has taken since all right since uh, last year, since last October, YouTube hit hard on the shadow banning on this channel. They've removed over five thousand subs since then, right? We this channel hasn't been allowed to grow for over a year now. We were getting three thousand new subs a month. And YouTube just said, we done. Said, you're done. You're on the naughty list. Right, YouTube, of course, Google, YouTube's parent company, owned by Alphabet. Google heavily invested in projects like Memphis Meats, right? Artificial meat, lab-grown meat. Yeah, so I don't know if algorithmically how we met, how we upset them. I mean, we've... We haven't I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. 
we haven't been exactly the models. And I'll admit this. I'll be, I'll be the first to admit this. We haven't been the greatest example of good global citizens over the last few years. But we're working at it. Okay? We're working at it. We are trying. We're doing our best. Okay? We've been helping to flatten the curve. Right? Two weeks to flatten the curve. We started helping out with the two weeks to flatten the curve since March. Right? We're still in the middle of those two weeks. <laughs> the two weeks that will never end, right? <sighs> okay, so thank you very much, Austin. Thank you very much for supporting the channel here. Austin donated five bucks. Says, How dare you? No, just kidding. You'll love your channel. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate that. We love the support we get. We love the audience out there. We love when you guys call in. So you guys feel free to call in. If you, uh, hey, whether you, whether you love us or hate us, feel free to call in today. You can chat with Jessica and myself. Well, you can chat with myself and then you can hear Jessica maybe throwing some comments in from the sidelines. From <laughs> the sidelines. Um, what is she doing? She's going to be knitting or sewing. I don't know what she's working on. She's not even in the room right now. She'll be here. So we love you guys too. You guys call, call, up, call in later on. We'll do, we'll do uh, open lines in the second half. All right, if you guys got any questions, just want to uh, drop in and say what's up. Uh, or if you got something you want to debate, right? Friends and foes alike. Yeah, we we even we are even open to to talking to the soyum, right? The uh, the vegans. Um, you know, we're, you guys can call in good good global citizens and soyum alike. You're all welcome to call in, and we can chat. We can have a chat. So thank you, Austin. Um, there we go. We got another one here. We'll see which. Uh... I'm not having any difficulty. Oh. Oh. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. Calm down. Hench her before. We know. We know. You are the king. You are the king. The Art of Truth and Love donated 25 bucks. The Art of Truth and Love. Thank you so much. They're one of my favorite one of my favorite super chatters there because the Art of Truth and Love, there have been a few streams where we got no support and the Art of Truth and Love just shows up and goes and slaps us with some big, fast super chats. So thank you guys um, for the support. That was a really good one there. The Art of Truth and Love donated 25 bucks through Streamlabs. Remember, Streamlabs is the best way. It says just for the support and we appreciate that. You know, that support goes a long way. Uh, all you, you, you must be an essential, the Art of Truth and Love. You must, you must be an essential. You must not have holes in your socks like I do. Oh, but thank you very much. We appreciate that. And uh, yeah, the, uh, you guys keep these streams alive. And these streams happen because of you guys, not because of you, YouTube, and your dumbass algorithm. Um, yard Waste to Great Taste donated 10 bucks. Says, I'm, <laughs> says, I'm going to give you some money. I'm not even drinking. Thanks for the streams, bigot. Well, hey, I'm glad you're not even drinking. Uh, I'm also, I'm not even drinking also. <laughs> I rarely drink. Every once in a while, I'll have a, I'll have a little glass of whiskey, but um, no drinks for me today. I do. I see it there. Got a little bottle of whiskey over here it's in the desk. It's almost calling to me. I haven't had any whiskey in a few, maybe like two months. Like two months if I had a drink. I might have to in a couple weeks now after the, uh, perhaps after the nativity fast. So um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate, appreciate the support from everybody who enjoys the stream. You guys, uh, Streamlabs is the best way to support. You could also give them thumbs up. I guess it helps with the algorithm, which freaking hates us anyway. So I don't know. It is what it is. So we got 120 bigots watching right now. Share the videos, guys. Hit the subscribe. Hit the bell icon. They'll unsubscribe you. They'll unbell icon you. But we do what we can do. 
and we keep moving forward. If you forward. believe that you are being gaslighted, then speak Gaslighted? Out. Oh, I went on being gaslighted. We're here speaking out because we all being gaslighted. We're all being gaslighted really freaking hard right now. So the art of truth and love, thank you very much. Another big fatty. Another big fatty, the art of truth and love. I think you said you were, I don't even think you're in the U.S. I think you're, my foot rest. I got this foam roller. I roll my foot around down here. It feels good. My feet are sore. Um, I think you're, you might be in Asia somewhere, if I remember correctly. So I don't know what time it is where you're at, but hey, um, I guess it's, uh, it, it's Christmas time for us because you're being very generous and we appreciate that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's patrons like you who keep these streams going. So thank you, The Art of Truth and Love. says so thank you, Tristan and uh, Jessica and Tristan, for what you guys do. Truth is world is asleep. If we don't wake people up, we fail. Yeah, that's what's up, right? I mean, if, if we don't stand up now, if people don't stand up and push back now, there will be nothing left to fight for. And I'm not joking when I say that. Right, this, is, uh, this, is, this is no joke. Right, what's going on is full-on onslaught. Full-on onslaught against traditions, against our ability to move freely, to associate freely, to speak freely, to decide what goes in our bodies. Yeah? It's, it, it's crucial that we stand up. Right? Our food supply is under attack. Shit, everything is under attack right now. <laughs> Everything is under attack right now. It's not. This is not 2019. This isn't 2018. When we get to come here and talk about the funny vegans and talk about how the food supply is under a concerted, coordinated, high tech attack and takeover, right? We don't have that uh, that luxury anymore, really. Honestly. We don't have the luxury of just talking about whatever we want to talk about here anymore. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. A lot of crazy freaking shit going on. And all these things that we've been talking about, that we said were coming on uh, that we said were coming down the line. All these things that we said were coming down the line, they're here. They're here. Okay? It's time. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to say no to the insane lockdowns, to say no to the madness, to say no to the fake PCR test. The PCR, which, the PCR, let me, let me rephrase this. The PCR test is not a fake test, but it's being used in a fraudulent way. It's being misrepresented. Now, our buddy, Carrie Mullis, our buddy, Carrie Mullis, who invented the PCR exam, the dude who invented PCR, said it cannot be used as a diagnostic tool, said it cannot be used to diagnose a virus. Back when Fauci and his gang were pulling off all this craziness with the PCR to diagnose HIV. And so we need to stop this. We need to stop allowing our kids to be DNA swabbed and they're freaking... Get their brain tickled by these COVID tests. We need to stop allowing our businesses to be shut down. We need to stop allowing ourselves to be dehumanized, muzzled, and enslaved and humiliated by these psychopaths at the World Economic Forum, at the UN, these freaking nutcase governors, and these dipshits that are just following orders. Just, we're just, uh, 
we're just doing our jobs, man. Shutting down your businesses. Back the blue, bro. We need to stand up to all of these idiots who are towing the line on this. And we got to get our lives back. These people will not stop. These people will not stop unless we stop them. I don't think people understand this. It won't stop until we make it stop. All right, so that's what's up. Uh, we got a couple. Look at all these. Look at these super chats. What's up, guys? We got. We must have some. This must be a. I don't know. We, we must have some happy folks out there who are really happy to see us because, in the beginning of the show, we usually don't get very much support. It's usually like halfway through the show when I've been rambling for an hour and a half and I start bitching and moaning about nobody's supporting the stream. Then people start to support. But I, I gotta say, the art of truth and love. <laughs> Racism, man. I love to racism, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, thank you very much, guys. The Art of Truth and Love donated 25 again. Says, I'm in the U.S., but from Korea. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Um, well, there it is. I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect somebody in Korea to be able to watch. I would, I would expect Korea to be like nine to ten hours ahead of us. Maybe like six, seven hours ahead of us. I don't know what the, the time zone is there. So that's awesome. That's awesome. The Art of Truth and Love, thank you very much. Erica donated 15 bucks through Streamlabs. Says, Merry Christmas. Thank you for being a voice of reason and sharing. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, the Art of Truth and Love donated 25 bucks. Says, you saw the video where Fauci vaccinated Santa Claus? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had that. I've got that uh, queued up. I've got a bunch of stuff that we can talk about today. Uh, we might not even get to Mike the Vegan for another 45 minutes or so. Andrew Harvest donated five bucks. Says, which saint are you taking as your patron? Um, you know, that that's a really good question. And I, I, I'd say I'm like 90, I'm like 90% sure, but I'm going to have to, you know, discuss with my spiritual father. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can all be baptized really soon because the world's going freaking nuts. And, um, yeah, we, we live 16 hours away from, you know, we live, it's about a 12 hour drive. It's about a 12 hour drive, uh, to where our spiritual father lives. So yeah, we've been, our the whole, um, Baptism and the uh, the crescendo of the our catechesis is hopefully going to happen at some point in the near future, and uh, I'm thinking Saint Demetrius. So we'll see. Thank you very much, Andrews Harvest. I appreciate that. Thank you for, for the support, everybody who supports the show here, and uh, those of you who support. We got we got some silent supporters who donate via PayPal. We put a PayPal link in the description. Thank you guys, everybody who supports. Thank you very much. Um, let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it. It's freaking, it's getting freaking crazy out there. It's Christmas. Christmas, right? I guess, uh, if you celebrate on the 25th, depending which calendar you use if you're Orthodox, but, uh, mo most people, September, I'm sorry, not a September, <laughs> December 25th is Christmas. And in most places, Christmas is canceled. Christmas is canceled. We can't allow you to get together with your families. We can't allow you to get together with your friends. Right? You, you little bipedal bioweapons, little bipedal bioweapons have to stay home to save lives, right? This is two weeks to flatten the curve, started in March. Now it's Christmas. And guess what? The politicians, they want that. They want you at home. And in the UK, they've declared that Christmas is canceled. They put people on hard lockdown in London, what do they call it, tier four, 
tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. They're, they're pulling out the full-on Hunger Games-style tier system for lockdowns. The, the London district is locked down. Yeah. And even here in Ecuador, where massive IMF loans were accepted during the crisis, there were massive IMF loans that the people of Ecuador actually rejected back in October. People were battling in the streets about to overthrow the current regime, which this has happened several times in the history of Ecuador, where the president has had to leave an helicopter after overstepping his boundaries. All right, so this happened back in October when the president tried to accept a $4 billion IMF loan that the Ecuadorians did not want. They shut down the whole country. Okay? And I'm not talking about shut down, like the government shut down the whole country. No, the people of Ecuador shut down the country. All the taxis, all the taxis shut down the roads. And all the trucks stopped moving. They said, no, there will be nothing moving in this country until we get our way. And they didn't want the criminal IMF. They didn't want the criminal IMF to give them the loans with the loan conditions. Right? Now, the government ended up repressing the indigenous movements that were fighting in the streets. They ended up repressing them heavily with military and police, of course. And the government actually ended up backing down at the very end when it looked like it was gonna. It, it looked like you were gonna see a toppling of this regime. What happened was the government backed off. Lenin Moreno. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, South American leader named Lenin. Who, who wouldn't trust this guy? Lenin Moreno, this uh, this little crippled monster, this crippled little rat, Lenin Moreno. He's le- legit. This dude. This dude is in a wheelchair. You know, let's find, we'll get a picture of Lenin Moreno. Uh, Lenin Moreno. Here's Lenin Moreno, our fearless leader. This dude in the wheelchair here. He can't walk. He gets, he gets, uh, he gets wheeled around by his handlers, so he can hang out with dudes like Pompeo and Christine Lagarde from the IMF. All right, so he can meet with Christine Lagarde at the World Economic Forum. He can't even walk himself into these meetings. Right? <laughs> Just Lenin Moreno is the, the ultimate puppet politician. Right? This dude is the ultimate sleazeball politician. His daughter is the, uh, like the, the envoy to the UN. and She lives in New York, his Ecuadorian daughter. She lives in New York. She gets a $7,000 a month salary. So she can live her lavish lifestyle. This little criminal right here. He backed off back in October and said, okay, we can, uh, let's talk. I want dialogue. Vamos a tener diálogo. We're going to have some dialogue. Well, a few months later, you got COVID. The dialogue never happened. IMF brings in a new loan package. A bigger loan package, I believe. I think it was over $4 billion this time. He accepts it. During the lockdown, everybody's so freaked out. The media scared the shit out of the people here so badly that everybody just accepted it. Accepted the lockdown, put the muzzles on, and allowed themselves to become dehumanized, wincing little cowards. Yeah. And then all over Latin America, there was a huge tide of populist pushback against neoliberal policies 
against these huge corporations wanting to extract the resources, including the human resources, in order to sell dirt cheap agricultural products, in order to get minerals dirt cheap, in order to get labor dirt cheap, which is what the IMF does. They come into countries, they give a big fat loan package, and it has conditions. What are the conditions? To privatize all the infrastructure, to gut any part of the economy that has been nationalized, right? and to sell off the resources for dirt cheap, right? and even privatizing the education systems, right? allowing people like Bill Gates to come in and push their systems, allowing huge corporations to come in and push their GMO foods. This is what the IMF does in countries. I forget who the quote was from, but uh, somebody said, the IMF is like a bomb that leaves all the infrastructure, but gets rid of the culture and the people. That was a very apt way of putting it. Yeah, so that's what happened here in Ecuador. And now for Christmas, today, right on the solstice, during this, uh, whatever, this uh, gas astronom astronomical uh, conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, as the people are talking about, today, on this big day that all these, uh, all these occultists are so hyped up on with their gay-ass astrology, today... It was announced that Christmas is canceled. You can't get together with more than 10 people. There's a 10 p.m. curfew. And you, guess what? Driving restrictions. This is the big one that they push in, in, uh, in Ecuador, which is the IMF's dictated driving restrictions. You can only drive half the days with your vehicle, depending on your license plate. So if you own two vehicles, one with an odd license plate and one with an even license plate, you can drive every day. But if you have an odd license plate, like the last number on your license plate is odd, you can only drive Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and nobody can drive on Sundays, right? Because remember, the virus is super strong on those days. Sunday's super strong. Why Sunday? Why Sunday, right? They've closed all the churches here. And the, the church has just acquiesced, right? The New World Pope, the Pedo Pope, Pope Francis is now saying, and the Vatican has decreed that it's okay to inject aborted fetuses into you. The Pope said this. It's okay. This is a good thing to inject aborted human baby fetus tissue into you in, in these vaccines. So that's the situation here in Ecuador. Merry Christmas, says the Ecuadorian government. You can't celebrate Christmas. You can't celebrate New Year's. So here in town, where everybody on New Year's usually has a big fat party, where they they burn all these, they make these muñecas, they make these, uh, these like paper dolls with funny faces and stuff, and they burn them. You can't do that. They banned it. Now, I don't know, this was just announced today, this afternoon. I don't know how people are going to react, we'll see. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I drive whatever fucking day I want, though. See, I don't, I don't follow the restrictions. A lot of people don't. In the rural area we live in, there wasn't much adherence to masks lately, but we'll see. They're going to they're gonna ramp this up. We got, we got mutations. Oh, we got the mutations. Right? And, and a lot of these scientists, a lot of these lackeys in, in, uh, in media, in the education system, you know, the teachers' unions, a lot of these fake-ass doctors, they're loving this shit. Right, the teachers' unions, these teachers are sitting at home getting paid more than they would normally get paid to have their students stare at them on the screen on Zoom. Right, these teachers are sitting at home on their asses 
and they're loving it. He's got this microbiologist here, David Livermore, says, quote, people are being treated like infants with coronavirus restrictions, and quote, those in the medical establishment really quite enjoy the level of power they have at present. Isn't that true? Isn't that so true? Right? There's, there's this false sense of, of worldly power that these people feel like they can, uh, that they can flex on others. These people are getting off on this. These people are loving it. Right? Oh, I'm an essential. I'm an essential. We're essentials. You're not essential. Right? The, the essentials love. The essentials love to hold that over your head. Oh, we're, we're on the front lines. Right? Fucking Walmart workers and shit saying that they're, they're front line workers. We're on the front lines. Like a, it's a war zone out there in Walmart. It's a war zone there in the, in the ER where the nurses are making TikTok videos. It's a war zone. The people, everyone I've spoken to, and people I work with, family, friends, has been talking, you know, great lengths about what they're going to do and how they're going to make sure they can see people safely. And, and for instance, if they've got children at school, perhaps not meeting with other relatives. Do you think this comes from a quite sort of elitist view, I think in the media and in the medical establishment and in the political world, that, that the average person in this country is too stupid to make decisions about their and their own relatives' safety? It's quite... Yeah. <laughs> Of course, of course there's an attitude of this. Do you see how the media is infantilizing everybody? I mean, you got, you got, uh, you got Archpedo of uh, the UK over here. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Archpedo elect, or elected Archpedo of uh, the prime, prime Minister, Pedo Minister, whatever PM stands for. Um, <laughs> Boris Johnson over here. Look at, look at, his, look at his podium. Hands, face, space. They're infantilizing you. Look at these stupid little cartoons they're putting everywhere. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay home and save lives. The most, in the name of science, they're doing the most unscientific and nonsensical things to stop the spread. And it just happens to be that these are the recommendations that are coming out of IMF, the UN, the World Health Organization, and China. Well, well, Wuhan is partying. Wuhan's freaking partying. <laughs> you're locked down in the UK. In the US, you're locked down. Small businesses are being destroyed. But Amazon, Walmart, and Target, Rite Aid, and CVS, Walgreens, and Publix, they're open. Amazon.com is open for business. Amazon Prime is open for business. Now, you can get your cheap Chinese plastic idols from China sent to you by Amazon Prime. And that's cool. They're going to get plenty of stimulus money over there at Amazon too. But you got to stay home and your gyms are going to be closed and we're going to close your hair salons, we're going to close your nail salons, we're going to close down the whole service economy, we're going to shut down your libraries, we're going to shut down your bookstores, you're only going to read on your Amazon Kindle. We're going to kindle the fire of burning those books, we're going to kindle the fire of burning your small businesses while propping up Amazon. That's what our government's telling us in the U.S. And they tell us, you're too stupid to make your own decisions on whether you can go outside of your house or not. They're putting you under house arrest. 
They're putting us under global house arrest and people are just taking it. Now, we got to say no to this. We have to say no to this. I can't... I can't keep ranting. <laughs> I can't keep, keep freaking ranting at this. I'm going to hit something. Go ahead, David Livermore. Continue. It's condescending, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I mean, Absolutely. I think people are, are being treated like infants in all this. And I do think that some in the medical public health establishment really quite enjoy the level of power they have at present, which is historically quite unprecedented. Um, to my mind, all the effort now should be looking for the exit route and getting the vaccine rolled out as swiftly as and efficiently as possible. Yeah. The BMJ and the Health Services Journal should have an editorial encouraging doctors to be vaccinating people on Christmas Day, not editorials telling the government to shut down people's private lives on Christmas Day. Well, that's Day. it, isn't it? Although they may be the medical experts, and you are as well, but I'm certainly not and never claim to be. Medical experts. This is outside of their area of expertise. People's personal liberties... It's nothing to bloody well do with the beer. I remember the, the World Economic Forum and their tabletop exercise said that your personal liberties are going to get in the way. You've got to be more like China. China's the model. If you want to be a good global citizen, you must be like China. What's going on in China? Well, here. What's going on in China right now, where they've already got their social credit system installed, where they've already got a completely brainwashed... They've already got a completely brainwashed state-owned population. This is what's happening in Wuhan. They're partying. They don't have masks. They're having raves. Look at that. They're high on drugs. Wuhan is partying, and guess what? Guess what? Where'd it go? We got, you had um, Reuters. <laughs> Reuters is celebrating this. Reuters is rubbing this in your face. All right, here's Reuters' original article. Here we go. Reuters article. One night in Wuhan, COVID-19's original epicenter relearns how to party. In a crowded Wuhan beer hall, Zhang Kyung wipes birthday cake from her face after a food fight with her friends. Look at that. No mask. They don't have to wear masks. They're good little citizens. After experiencing the first wave of epidemic in Wuhan and then the liberation, I feel like I'm living a second life, says Zhang, who worked in a textile shop in the central Chinese city that was her original epicenter of COVID-19. <laughs> Outside, maskless partygoers spill onto the streets, smoking and playing street games with toy machine guns and balloons. Nightlife in Wuhan is back in full swing almost seven months after the city lifted its stringent lockdown, and the city's young partygoers are embracing the catharsis. Look at that. There's one mask underneath the chin of this dude. Half-masked mask. In scenes unimaginable in many cities around the world, reeling under a resurgence of the pandemic. Remember, in China, they stopped. They're not testing. They're not vaccinating. They're not testing. <laughs> They're partying. 
Their economy is roaring in China. I can't, I can't freaking believe this. <laughs> Young Wuhan residents during a recent night out crowd surfed, ate street food, and packed the city's nightclubs as they looked to make up for lost time. The revival of the city's hard-hit nightlife economy offers a glimpse into a post-pandemic lifestyle that many hope will become a reality, reality in 2021 after the global rollout of COVID vaccines. So they're like, look, if you just take the shot, you can go party like this after working in your Chinese uh, textile debt slave factory. You can go party after a hard day at work in, in the Foxconn factory and, uh, and you can celebrate that you didn't uh, you know, toss yourself into the, the suicide nets at the bottom of Foxconn's factory if you get your COVID vax, if you get the shot. Wuhan isn't report, uh, hasn't reported a new locally transmitted case of the disease since May 10th after un- undergoing one of the strictest lockdowns worldwide. Yeah, because they're not testing. <laughs> they, they're selling tests. To all these other countries. Wuhan hasn't reported a new locally transmitted case of the disease since May 10th. The city of 11 million was shut off from the rest of China in a surprise overnight lockdown beginning January 23rd. With roadblocks erected and planes, trains, and buses barred from entering the city. <laughs> so, so this is good. Look, look, if you just let the government lock you and weld you into your apartment buildings. And dehumanize you. And cull you in the streets. Remember those videos of like... There's there's some crazy videos coming out of China back in uh in uh, like March of government officials with guns like there were like gunfights happening. If you just let the uh, the government gun- guys, <laughs> if you want to be the big man, you want to be the, the big, big daddy. You want to be the big man, the big daddy. You got to get the shot. You got to get the shot. Students, musicians, artists, and young workers the back one of the city's nightlife scene told stories of being stuck in their homes for months, many wishing the opportunity to prepare for a life for a time when the city would recover. Some of my new music will definitely be about the pandemic time, said Wang Xingao, frontman of Wuhan pop rock band Mad Rat, <laughs> which drew a crowd of over 100 people to a local venue on a recent Wednesday night. Wang flailed and jumped on stage, pulling crowd-surfing fans on stage, and at one point tossed his faux leopard-skin coat into the screaming audience. Faux leopard-skin, of course. They said one of the new songs was inspired by the three months he spent living in close quarters with his mother. <laughs> so there you go. We, uh, thriving nightlife scene. Wuhan business and restaurant owners say it could still be some time before the surge in turnover makes up for the massive losses during the lockdown. But for patrons now flooding Wuhan's nocturnal hotspots, the message is more straightforward. I just really want to cherish this time because in life you never know when it will end, said Zhang in the Wuhan beer hall. Make every happy day count. Oh, we so happy. We make every happy day count. Look, this guy opens this other dude's bottle with his teeth. They're allowed to touch each other. They're allowed to share bottles. They're, just, they're even opening bottles with their teeth in Wuhan. This is, this is what's going on in Wuhan. <laughs> but, uh, but we got to shut down, right? You got to shut down, but Wuhan can party. Yeah, here, here's Boris Johnson just snickering. Look at him. Given the uh, events Look at this uh, shit-eating grin. Oh, and then he looks at the camera and quickly adjusts his vibe, right? Quick vibe check for the camera. 
Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> what the fuck? Here's Morgan. Amazing moment on GMB this morning as Health Minister Matt Hancock broke down in tears after hearing a man named William Shakespeare talk about becoming the first man in the world to get the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Look at this. Look at this sniveling weasel, Matt Hancock. Look at this guy. This this dude should... This, this guy needs to be locked up. This guy needs to be prosecuted for crimes against humanity. This guy is a freaking monster. This Matt Hancock joke. All right, check this guy out. William Shakespeare, the totally real name of the first guy in the world to get the Pfizer shot. Look, look what Matt thinks about it's it. It's just simple words there, reacting it. You're quite emotional about that. <laughs> just... He's laughing. So, so Piers, they cut out the first part of the... I, I wish I had the original video where they show the first part where they talk about how the first man to be, to be vaccinated, his name is William Shakespeare. How very fitting. This dude thinks it's... He's laughing. Look at him. Just look, sim- look. Simple words there. He react- laughs. Just simple words there, reacting it. You're quite emotional about that. It's just... It's been... You know, huh? it's been such a tough... Oh, he's crying, yeah? Tears? Do you see tears? Those looks like... Those looks like some joyous, happy eyes yeah, to me. Yeah, for so many people. Look at his... He, <laughs> he's holding back his grin. Um, there's William Shakespeare putting it... So simply for everybody that you know we can get on with our lives and, oh yeah and oh yeah Cameron. people was there reacting it oh. you're quite emotional about that oh he's so emotional you're so human <laughs> it's just it's oh. been, you know it's been such a tough year for so many people that... <laughs> does this look like he's crying Piers Morgan I don't, I don't think you're reading this right Piers was there reacting it see Piers I think Piers knows and then he's trying to He's kind of throwing him a softball. He's like, oh, you're very emotional there. You're quite emotional about that. It's just... It's it's just... It's it's just... These people will believe anything. It's just we think we're getting away with it. (laughs) These these people think we're stupid. They're rubbing our faces in it. Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock. Telling you Christmas is cancelled. You can't have Christmas. If you're in London, you're locked down. I, I can't believe... I haven't seen I haven't seen if there's been any pushback in London yet. I, I'm just amazed that people are allowing their lives to be destroyed. They're in this incremental approach of right, just taking inch by inch. This is how you do it. You take away those freedoms bit by bit. You slow boil the frog, and the frog doesn't jump out of the pot. That's what's being done. Uh, Andrew Bennett, thank you, dude. Andrew Bennett donated twenty bucks. Thank you, Andrew. Let's, let me see what... Do we get notifications? Are they working? I'm not having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. We know. You're way bigger and stronger than all of us. And we're going to get to you vegans. We know you're better. Um, Andrew Bennett donated 20 bucks. Andrew, he, he's in our, in, our, in our forum, right? Yeah, tell him yeah. there's a call on Wednesday too. There you go. Andrew, reminder, there's a call, coaching call, Wednesday at 2 o'clock Eastern. All right, so two o'clock Eastern. Hope, hope you can make it, Andrew. Andrew, I know he's a member of our uh, of our private forum. That is another way you guys can get our support and support the work we do here. You can become a member. There's a link down below. But Andrew, next coaching call is Wednesday, two p.m. Eastern. We'll be in here Wednesday, two p.m. Eastern. 
catch up with you. But thank you very much for the donation. I appreciate that, Andrew. Um, says, thank you for everything you guys do. Sorry I've been well out of the loop for a bit. Tuning in and showing my support when I can. Much love from Toronto, Canada. Andrew Bennett, thank you very much, man. appreciate that. It's, it's you guys who keep these streams going. The Art of Truth and Love. Art of Truth and Love. Stepping up again. Stepping up again. Swinging for the fences. And keeping the streams going. We appreciate that. Art of Truth and Love. Donate 25 bucks through Streamlabs. Streamlabs is the best way to support, guys. says, anything with world is garbage. <laughs> world Economic Forum. World Health Organization. World Bank. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, well, you hate, why do you hate health? You hate world, the World Health Organization? They just want to make the world healthy. Come on, man. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Yard Truth and Love. I appreciate that. Jerry Brooks donated five bucks. Says, play the Great Reset by COVID Klaus. Is sad but has happy ending. I'm not sure ours will be happy. It is looking grim. This COVID control is not going away. And, of course, they have a new deadlier strain. We all knew that was coming with people waking up. Yeah, when you say play the Great Reset by COVID Klaus, maybe that was a, a, a typo, the word play. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. People don't realize that this whole two, that's what I said back in March. This is not two weeks to flatten the curve. You don't just get everybody to shut down and stay in their home. This is unprecedented. This has never happened in the history of the world. Now, nevertheless, in the history of the United States, if you live in the U.S., right, this has never happened. And this isn't helping to stop any spread of any virus or flu or cold. And when you look at excess deaths in whichever country you happen to live in, you're going to find something very interesting when you compare the total deaths this year to last year and the year before. You're going to find that there are no more deaths what you will find, though, what you will find is that the suicide rates are going crazy. The overdoses are happening at an astronomically higher rate. Right? People, the overdoses, the uh, suicides, spouse abuse, Alcohol abuse, all of these things are rampant now. The CDC report finds the largest number of overdose deaths ever recorded in a 12-month period. Ever recorded. Largest number of overdose deaths. How many of you have friends or family that died of overdoses? Okay, my, I, mean, I, I had a cousin who died of an overdose just a few weeks ago. <laughs> so so people are dying. I just, I didn't see my cousin in like fifteen years. I didn't get a, I didn't get to see him. He messaged me a few days before he died too. Then it wasn't intentional. I know it wasn't intentional, but it's there. There are people that are dying. Tons of people that are dying. We all know people that are dying. How many of you know anybody who's actually died from? The Koof. How many people uh, uh, that you know actually died of the Cove? I know plenty of people who died. But not from that. Virus-linked hunger tied to 10,000 child deaths each month, says AP. 
Right, so Associated Press, virus-linked hunger tied to 10,000 child deaths each month. That's back in July. The third world is being destroyed by this. But places like Tanzania, where there was no lockdown, where nothing, no restrictions happened, they're totally fine. No excess deaths. People are not dying in the streets. People are not dying of starvation due to this there. But the president of Tanzania knew this was BS. He tested a pawpaw, which is like, I think it's a papaya-type fruit. He tested a pawpaw and a goat and motor oil. And the goat and the pawpaw were positive. Right? Just like that MP in uh, Germany tested a can of Coke with the fraudulently represented, the misrepresented PCR exam, which you, if you run enough cycle thresholds on a PCR exam, you can make anybody seem positive because what they're testing for are little fragments of DNA Little RNA, DNA fragments that are in the human body regardless of if you're sick or have COVID or not. They are testing for small bits of genetic material. Can you believe that? So they're, and then they're gonna, the, the press will tell you the virus is causing the deaths. Virus-linked hunger. You mean hunger caused by government shutdowns and restrictions and biosecurity measures that are literally causing genocide. Right? I hate the word literally, but it's literally, it's like literally a genocide. This is, it's, it's true, this is literally genocidal what these people are doing. Lockdowns are genocide. Lockdowns are what Stalin did to the Ukraine in the Holodomor and brought over 30 million people some experts believe it was more. Some experts believe it was up to 50. Right, and you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. So over 30 million, over 30 million people starved, right? The most horrific, dehumanizing, and undignified death that you could possibly have. Starved to death in the most fertile region of the world, in the Ukraine. Starved to death by Stalin's lockdowns which was called the Holodomor, which is the dekulakization, which was the getting rid of the rural people who he saw as a problem. If you believe that you are being gaslighted, then speak out. Come and speak to someone. Make friends within the vegan community. So, what we're seeing now, we've been talking about this since March, what we are seeing now it's a concerted effort to cut us off from our culture, from our history, from our humanity. We're being dehumanized. We are being murdered by lockdowns. Look at that baby boy. Look at that. Look at that. That's, that's a human baby. That's, that boy is made in the image and likeness of God. Look at that. I can't look at that anymore. I can't look at that. Look at that, though. That is what is being done. And that will be all of us if we don't stop this. I don't, I don't know how else to say it now. Um, don't worry, we'll move on. We'll talk about these vegan faggots. But this is, this is important. We need to stop this. The overdoses, the starvation. This is the virus. The virus is government control. The virus is an atheist, technocratic police state eugenics-based police state 
being erected around us and over us right now. That's the virus. That's what we need to stop. They cannot. We have to stop letting them lock us down. We have to stop letting them dehumanize us. We have to stop letting them starve the third world. All right. I got I to gotta close this window because it's too much. It's too much for me right now. Um, all right. The Art of Truth and Love is out of here. The Art of Truth and Love just came by and single-handedly sponsored this stream. Thank you very much, The Art of Truth and Love. Clearly, clearly you are one of the essential class. <laughs> and thank you very much for the support. Thank you for supporting us. It, it really does, it, it means a lot to us when you come through and when you throw your support. And, and this goes for everybody who's watching the stream now. The Art of Truth and Love has taken off, donated via Streamlabs, through a big old fat Streamlabs. Thank you very much. Through that Streamlabs super chat of 100 bucks says, I have to go for now. I show support before I go. Keep spreading truth in all caps because that's important. Keep spreading truth. Thank you. Keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, go fix go fix the U.S. real quick. Go fix it. <laughs> Jerry Brooks donated five bucks says, uh, this is the link for The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab. It was on Mercola. Three-minute cartoon worth the watch. Oh, right on. All right, give me that link. Where is that link at? Thank you very much. That's what you were talking about, Jerry Brooks. I misunderstood that you were talking about an actual video. Let's check out this three-minute video because this ties right into what we're seeing here. This ties in with what we're seeing with what we were just talking about, about the ridiculous lockdowns, the destruction of our ability to move freely, to associate freely, to speak freely, and to decide what goes in and out of our bodies. <clears throat> let's, let's check out this... Uh, Three minute video here. Twas the night before our Christmas day when Santa sends the threat. Lockdown with no vaccine pass before the Great Reset. The leader of this panic was known as COVID Claus. Santa's elves were on his naughty list, unvaxxed, unmasked outlaws. So <laughs> yeah, so it's great. Well, you know, Klaus, to be fair, Klaus seems like he's kind of he's a front man, right? Klaus Klaus isn't the one who's got these billions of dollars to leverage for these programs for the rollout of the fourth industrial revolution. Now, Klaus has assembled this global think tank through the World Economic Forum, right? It, it, Klaus has assembled this um, kind of Bilderberg style, CFR style think tank, which has become kind of a de facto global government, even above the UN. Right, these huge mega corporations um, that are members of the World Economic Forum, they pay $500,000 a year just to be members. Just to be members and get briefed at the higher level of the agenda. $500,000 per year for these corporations. And that's nothing to them. That's pennies. Right? Heads of state and celebrities get to go to Davos, the World Economic Forum, for free. And I think they're actually moving it. I heard that they're moving it to Taiwan, which is very alarming, especially considering the China posturing, the possible China uh, situation over there in Taiwan. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Klaus here, but uh, you know, Klaus isn't the, uh, the, whole, the whole brain behind this. Right? Now, he did publish this book, which we've been you know, talking about for a while now, the COVID-19, The Great Reset. He did publish the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, 
He had published this other book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, several years ago, where he outlines how we are going to, in the future, we will put chips in your brains and you will be happy, you will own nothing. Klaus, Santa Claus will deliver you all of your, all of your cable via drone. The Amazon drone will, will deliver your cable directly to your house. And you will not be able to choose, but you will not want to choose what type of flavor of cable you will be eating. You will eat the cockroach cable in your coffin apartment. And you will be thankful for your brain chip because we will keep you safe and you will own nothing. And he, he, he's the front man out here putting forward a lot of these ideas, but there's a lot of big money behind the World Economic Forum, right? I mean, the organizations and these philanthropic organizations like the uh, Rockefeller Foundation, for instance, that published the plan to test and track and trace every single citizen in the United States using the National Guard and public-private partnerships between major corporations and the government to test literally every American citizen. Now the Rockefeller Foundation is proposing – we're going to talk about this on another stream. We'll uh, show the document. The Rockefeller Foundation has just come out. They published a new document. It was either today or yesterday. I think it was today. Where they're saying we will now be uh, testing every single, every single American child in the schools weekly. I think it was weekly. Let me see. I think I I, – if you guys go over to my Twitter feed, you will find – Let's find that Rockefeller Foundation document. Where is it? The Rockefeller Foundation. The Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, hang on, it's on my phone. Anyways, we'll look at that a little bit later. But Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, they did their tabletop exercise. They said the world is not prepared for a pandemic like this. If only you'll be more like China, you could have nice things like the Chinese. Stop making me lock you down. Why are you making me hurt you? Stop making me hurt you, says Klaus Schwab. Remember, there's su- there's such big money behind this. These massive pharmaceutical companies, companies like Google, Apple, These are the companies that are working on technology to put inside of your body, to monitor not only your behavior, but to monitor your biology, to monitor your hormones, and to modify those, to monitor even your thoughts and modify those. Klaus is the front man. He assembled this group of globalist interests at the World Economic Forum, but he doesn't call all the shots. In my opinion. So up to the North Pole he went on his Amazon drone machine to test the jolly old Saint Nick for the novel COVID-19. Come here, Santa, take this test. I know that you'll feel better. You don't want me to alert the world that you are a super spreader. A super spreader. Santa turned up positive on his 10th exam. But I passed the first nine times, he cried. This PCR is a scam. (laughs) It was too late for poor old Santa Claus. He now had to quarantine. 
shackled and under surveillance, this all seemed quite obscene. Now let's go get the reindeer. They must be tested too. When COVID claws saw Rudolph, off away he flew. Well, at least the elves won't fly away. They're banned from making toys. Going forward, it's just Amazon for all the girls and boys. <laughs> then COVID flew around the world. It's well done. I mean, they, they spent a lot of time on the cartoon. I wish they got a little bit better audio quality with the voiceover. Maybe get a get an actor to do Klaus Schwab voice. The, the fourth industrial revolution will be a complete overhaul of all biology. We will merge you with machines. You will all be Terminator or be terminated. Closing down the economy. You're under 5G surveillance. There is nowhere you can go. The spy cameras that he mounted on every block and home in sight captured everything you say or do, much to Bill Gates' delight. Check out my vaccine machine gun. It's your moral obligation. I'm here to protect you from the viral labyrinth causation. And here's a token of my goodwill. It's called cultured meat. It's almost like the real thing, but it smells quite like my feet. <laughs> Bezos, Gates, and Zuckerberg. They should have changed. They, they should have made the uh, the music. I mean, I, I get why they use this track, but. I'm, I know, I'm nitpicking, I'm nitpicking. They spent so much time, they have you know, great animations. They should have spent a little bit more time on the edit, the music and the voiceover. But good job, nonetheless. 11,000, only 11,000 views. Talk about shadow banning, right? Wired funds from their foundations. You know there was no other way. We are the world's salvation. You've got them all locked up inside, masked, vaxxed, and filled with fear. But it won't be just for COVID. It's forever, each and every year. When people finally caught on to the global conspiracy, they undid all of the Great Reset, setting Santa and all elves free. Everyone got back together, celebrating with great laughter. We have stopped the Great Reset to live happily ever after. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I'm not... To be honest, I mean, I'm not, I'm not seeing that much. I'm seeing a lot of people who, a lot of people who, kind of understand what's going on, but they just kind of stick their head in the sand. I see a lot of people who are showing how spineless they are. I see, I do see people who are waking up. I do see people standing up, but definitely not enough yet. Definitely not enough yet. I mean, here in Ecuador, these Roman Catholics, they allowed, they allowed their, uh, look at Christine Lagarde. You can't escape them. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, you can't escape Christine Lagarde. Reuters next. Rethink, rebuild, reimagine. Christine Lagarde, formerly of the IMF, now at the uh, European Central Bank. Revolving door for these bankers. So here in South America, I'm not seeing that much resistance. It's crazy. I mean, these people will, will battle it in the streets back in October. It was it was in October here in Ecuador. And there's videos all over Twitter of some of the stuff that was going on. It was some of the most insane violence I have ever. It was shock. I was up for like a week monitoring the situation, saving a lot of the videos and documenting what happened here. The violence was insane, right? Like I mean, I, I never. 
Uh, there was a video that everybody in this country saw of a dude just getting sniped in his head through a cardboard. The, the, these people that had you know, cardboard shields in the streets. And this, um, they call them, what do they call them, carabiners, right? Carab- what do they call the, the snipers? I forget what they call snipers here. But carabineros or something like that they call them. The sniper was on a bridge. And this guy's got, he's got a helmet on. And there's two guys with like, Freaking cardboard shields. I don't know what they're protecting from cardboard shields. And they're they're yelling and they're throwing rocks. Hijo de puta, hijo de puta. They're always screaming, hijo de puta. And then you just hear, and the you hear the bullet go through the, the cardboard shield the guy's on, and it goes right through the helmet and through his head. And the guy falls to the ground. Uh, no repercussions. For the massive, violent display of power by the government here. Uh, no repercussions. In fact, uh, th- th- they're probably... They, <laughs> how do I even say that? There were no repercussions at all. And then, when the IMF sent another stimulus package during COVID, all right, so during the COVID crisis, they started rebuilding, or not even rebuilding, but building up more and more... Uh, the stocks of weapons and ammunition, uh, what they call non-lethal weapons, for the military and, and, uh, and police. And brought in Israeli troops to train the military. So that's, that's how much the government really cares about the people here. Gunned them down in the streets five months before and then told them, we're going to protect you. Wear your muzzle. We're going to set up military checkpoints throughout the whole country to make sure that you're not traveling. You can't drive anymore. Except for three days a week, according to your license plate, stay home, shut up, close your businesses, and wait till we tell you you can live again. That's what happened here. Vatican permits use of COVID-19 vaccines made using aborted fetal tissue. Vatican City, this is from Reuters. The Vatican told Roman Catholics on Monday that it was morally acceptable to use COVID vaccines even if their production employed cell lines drawn from tissues of aborted fetuses. So there you go. There's, <laughs> there you go. Francis strikes again. Just when you thought Francis couldn't be any worse. He tells his people, it's okay to inject dead babies into you because science and progress or something. Um, all right. So yeah. There's that. There's that. The Fruitarian One sent a big, fast Super Chat. Donated 20 bucks through Super Chat. Thanks, the Fruitarian One. Appreciate that. Guys, if you do want to have your comments read, if you've got questions, comments, or whatever, the best way to do that is through the Streamlabs. Super Chat's fine, but YouTube gets a cut of that. But all good. The Fruitarian One. I greatly appreciate that donation through Super Chat. It's his first-time contributor. Uh, not a carnivore, but appreciate your sense of humor and knowledge and perspective on diet. Dude, I'm not a, I ain't a carnivore either, man. Look at I'm sitting here drinking raw milk. Drinking raw milk. I mean, a, a carnivorous diet, a, car, a pure carnivore diet, that's a tool. That's a tool to be used in certain contexts. But I eat the foods that I can digest. I can't really digest that well. A lot of plant foods, but there are plant foods that I can handle. Here's some milk right here. It's not a plant food. My, my uh, plant-based milk, raw plant-based milk, 
Um, thank you very much. I appreciate the super chat. It says, can you please recommend a red light therapy device in the USA? Thanks and God bless. Yeah, man. Um, you want to, can you put it in the chat? Mm-hmm. There you go. Jessica's on it. She's, she's going to, oh, she's sewing my jacket. There you go. You got to make that extra strong because I'm not going to unzip it every time I sit down. I'm not listening to my, my seamstress who <laughs> commanded that I do that. Um, Jessica's going to put the link in. We actually, we do have an affiliate link with Juve. And then what's another, what about EMR Tech? Tech. So there's two companies. Check these out. We'll put the affiliate link for each one of them in there. I don't think EMR Tech ever pays out. I don't think they have a good way of tracking it. Did they ever pay us anything? Like we've recommended them a lot. We've never gotten paid out from them. I feel like some of these, some of these companies you do it like, hey, EMR Tech, you're great. I would... The guy who runs it's real cool, but I don't think your affiliate thing works well because I know people have bought stuff from you on our recommendation, and we never got counted. Uh, but Juve does good with that. Um, EMR Tech might be. I, might, I don't know if if I were to get a device right now, I might go for that big EMR Tech device with a huge bulb in the center. Was it FireWave or something like that? I think I would try that one. So, anyways, anyways. There's going to be a link in the description down, uh, down below. Juve makes a great one. We've got several Juve devices in our house. I was just... And they've lasted a long time. And they've lasted a long time. You're right. We had that one Juve for like f- almost, what, four years? Mm. So long. I can't believe it's been that long. So yeah. Link's going into the, uh, into the chat right now. The Fruitarian one. Are you re- You're not really Fruitarian. You're joking, right? <laughs> Did you used to be Fruitarian? Was that like a... a w- are you a former Fruitarian? Fruitarians are kind of less vegan than than a lot of these vegans. Like if you, some of the a lot of the fruitarians, they're not as ideologically obnoxiously ethically vegan. It's a different world. The fruitarian niche is very different. I hope you're not a fruitarian. I hope you're not a fruitarian. Former fruitarian, thank you. All right, cool. They're all they're all future former fruitarians, aren't they? Fruitarians. Alright, thank you very much for the support. Light is really important. Light is crucial. Alright, so what are we going to now? What are we talking about now? We're done talking about all this World Economic Forum crap. We'll put that down for a second. And let's transition. We're gonna transition. We're gonna have we're gonna have some more fun now. <laughs> the Tinkerbell sound. One of the Conan, the Destroyer sound. We uh, we watched the other night, or was it last week? We watched Conan. No, maybe like three or four nights ago. Four days ago. We watched. Uh, I had never seen the, the the movie Conan the Barbarian with Arnold. Uh, I can't believe I hadn't seen it. it was so, that was really good. I quite enjoyed Conan the Barbarian. Um, we started watching Conan the Destroyer, the sequel, last night. It's so bad. Like, Conan the, the Barbarian is really bad, but it's, like, really good bad. Conan the Destroyer is more just, like, really, really bad. The, uh, the editing, the cinematography, the set design, the costume design, everything is way shittier than the original, than the first one. Uh, but they have this one sound effect they use constantly, like, the chime sound. The where it goes, <laughs> Like every single thing that happens in Conan and the Destroyer, they have to do the dumbass chime sound, the wind chime. <laughs> like everything that happens. 
But uh, the first one was good, though. Where he's like, Conan, what is good in life? What is good in life, Conan? And Arnold, what is this? He's like, uh, to crush your enemies, to see them scatter before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. To crush your enemies, to see them scattered before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. <laughs> That's what's... That line is so funny. It's just something about the way he uh, delivers that line that uh, I quite enjoy. But speaking of Conan the Barbarian, speaking of big, strong, masculine men, we got Mike the Vegan. We're talking about Mike the Vegan today. This, uh, this lovely, lovely, sassy little dude. <laughs> sassy little dude, Mike the Vegan. He just, he, doesn't he just look so cute and sassy there? I'm not having any difficulty. <laughs> oh, this is Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger Hedge. than you. We know Hedge. Hedge heard before. Bigger, stronger than everybody. Bigger and stronger than everybody. Uh, Bear Roots Farmer donated. Here you go. Bear Roots Farmer. Slapping a 20. Donated 20 bucks. We got we got the Christmas stream today, I guess. People are people are feeling extra generous. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Bear Roots Farmer. New mother. I mean, you probably had other children, but just gave birth. Like what it was it like two weeks ago? She said she just gave birth. Was it three weeks ago? I don't know. One of these streams, Baruch's Farm was saying she just had a baby. So congratulations. Hope everything's well. Um, hope all's good with the fam. Baruch's Farmer says U.S. bases are outfitted to be civilian labor camp used for whatever the Secretary of Homeland Security deems. Habeas corpus gone since Bush and Obama extended it. FEMA holds all military power right now because of emergency. They can detain us without reason. Yes, they can. They can detain you without reason. They can assimilate your business into the state. They can leverage the Defense Production Act and make you work for the state. They can take all of your property if they wish to. This is what the emergency powers, this is what Rex 84, uh, the, uh, the, the Rex 84 stuff that came out during Iran-Contra about the continuity of government program, this is what we see being tested right here. And dumbass Trump, dumbass Trump declaring a state of emergency allowed all of your governors to do this to you. Will try right? to be friendly this is, look, I, I don't hate Trump. But I sure am pissed off at a lot of the stupid shit that that son of a bitch has done over the last year. All right? Um, yeah, the, the state of emergency that he declared, why, why hasn't he retracted the state of emergency? Now, Bear Roots Farmer, thanks for, uh, for bringing that up. Bringing me back to ranting and raving, being pissed off about all this shit. Um, this is ridiculous. So after this COVID, if, 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 we are able to stop this whole Great Reset, Fourth Industrial Revolution, massive depopulation takeover. If we're able to stop this manifestation of it, this head of the hydra here, what really needs to be tackled are the continuity of government emergency powers that have been given illegally, unconstitutionally to the state. Right? The government can at any point in time just declare an emergency – and this goes for almost all the governments of the world right now. All these so-called uh, democracies, <laughs> these so-called democracies or constitutional republics, which is what the U.S. is, it's not a democracy. 
the media loves to tell you it is a democracy. All these demonocracies. These governments can simply just say, it's an emergency. We're going to suspend the Constitution. We're going to suspend normal government function. And we can do whatever we want because it's an emergency. And there's no onus, there's no criteria right, that would prevent... There's no checks and balances, rather, like on declaring the emergency. So you just say it's an emergency, state of emergency, suspend the Constitution, state of emergency. You could just do that anytime. That needs to get taken care of. People need to be aware of the continuity of government programs. People need to be aware of these insane, these crazy, unconstitutional presidential directives and executive orders that exist for continuity of government, for emergency powers, and for emergencies. All right, so thank you, Barrows Farmer. Um, Okar Wood Roberts donates five bucks. Doesn't even say anything. Thank you, Okar. All right, let's um, let's get back to the task at hand. We got we've got this strapping young man here, Mike. The vegan. Mick the vegan. I don't know how you pronounce it. Mick or Mike. Let's learn a little bit from, from the vegans. We got Mike here talking about highest meat intake equals highest life expectancy? Hong Kong myth debunked. Now, what is he talking about here? He is talking about meat consumption in Hong Kong. All right, so let me, sorry, I got my, my stuff's a little bit out of, it's a little bit out of order here. Excuse me for the downtime. Meat consumption growth in Hong Kong is alarming. May 18th, 2019. The Food and Agriculture Association, I'm sorry, organization. The Food and Agriculture Organization, that's the FAO, the United Nations, right? The completely illegitimate organization. The criminal organization, the United Nations, issued a report a few months ago warning that global biodiversity is rapidly deteriorating. Diversity is deteriorating, you guys. Biodiversity. Because you won't eat the kibble. Seriously threatening future food supplies. Humans rely on a very small number of foods to cope with more and more food demands, resulting in higher and higher food risks. On one hand, the increase in food consumption is not only because of population growth, but more importantly, because of the sharp increase in per capita food consumption quantity. On the other hand, food production is also facing a new bottleneck due to the deterioration of biodiversity caused by, among others, environmental pollution, climate change, spread of invasive species. They mean you by that. Depleting natural resources by modern farming and fishing practices. Yeah, see, so if farming's bad. Heavily use, heavy use of pesticides, herbicides, and antibiotics. Now, this is true. Heavy use of pesticides, herbicides, and antibiotics, that is due to these huge corporations that have consolidated the food supply, right? Cargill, Monsanto, these same organizations, these same corporations, transnational corporations, heavily funded, right? huge capital involved in these. Bill Gates owns tons of shares in Monsanto. I forget how many shares he owns, but big portion, big holdings in Monsanto. This is, uh, has uh, uh, Bill Gates. These are the companies spraying the pesticides, marketing the pesticides. But then they're the companies that are the member uh, corporations of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, pushing to take away your right to eat meat 
pushing to consolidate the food supply and feed you kibble. Right? These same big meat packers, right? Cargill, are also pushing for things like lab-grown meat and also plant-based meats. Right? These plant-based meats are uh, made using pesticide fortified <laughs> um, herbicide requiring monocrops that destroy the topsoil that require huge input of capital as well as hydrocarbon fuels as well as massive machines needed to harvest them as well as all the crop deaths that happen, the wild animal displacement, the destruction of land that could be used to grow organic food, to regenerate soil using proper grazing techniques. No, they ruin that land. They use pesticides, herbicides, and GMO foods. Those are the companies who are telling you, you eat too much meat. You think that sounds crazy? You think that sounds nuts? Well, take a gander over at the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. World Business Council for Sustainable Development is a UN-associated group of over, let's see, almost, they say, 200 forward-thinking global companies committed to advance the sustainability agenda. Sustainable business lies at the heart of sustainable development. So it's a council of businesses it's a cartel of businesses including bp bridgestone borealis cannon bunge cargill right the huge grain conglomerates chevron right chevron they just care about sustainable development um uh, let's see who else here continental <laughs> uh cooper tires danone dow right dupont all the huge GMO giants, Dow and DuPont, who uh, patent seeds, who sell all sorts of toxic pesticides. You got uh, Monsanto is a member of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Bayer Pharmaceutical, GlaxoSmithKline, Goodyear, Google. Yeah. And the, they are also, the World Business Council for Sustainable Development is also pushing for the Eat Lancet Foundation's planetary dietary guidelines of what they call now, they've rebranded it, of a planet-based diet, right? which is basically you get to eat like a bite of meat a week and your, your diet is plant-based, based around mass-produced, cheaply made legumes, and beans and grains. They want you to eat Dr. Greger's Daily Dozen, which they know nobody's going to really eat that. What people are really going to be eating are these processed kibble foods made by the member companies of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Like, uh, what's that company? Uh, oh, there's Kellogg's right there. What's that company that's on that box that's everywhere? Oh. What's it say? It's the British one. Yeah, the British company. They own everything. Unilever. Unilever, right? The Unilever foods. They want you to eat your, your Unilever Magnum chocolate, plant-based chocolate ice cream bars. Right? Unilever is like, rejoice, we made a plant-based ice cream bar to sell you. They want you to buy the Nestle foods. Now, they know you're not going to be eating legumes and beans. They know you're going to be eating plant-based meat replacement kibble. So... These are the people who are pushing for you to eat less meat. 
These are the people pushing for you to eat less meat. They're telling you meat is bad. And these dang bigots over in Hong Kong, they just won't stop eating meat. They just keep eating meat. And their meat production, uh, their meat consumption per capita is higher than any other country in the world. Hong Kong is ranked second in the world in terms of seafood uh, consumption, with an average 71.2 kilos of seafood per person per year, equivalent to eating about 120 numbers of one caddy fish. What the heck is this? Must have been this must have been written by some Chinese national, and then they like Google translated it. Um, So their seafood production is really high. Their beef product, their beef consumption is incredibly high. It's gone up massively, right? It peaked in 2012. Per capita pork, poultry, egg, and milk consumption increasing. And their beef consumption was five times more than that of Taiwan. But what's confusing people is that they're not dying. They eat all this meat, yet they have the greatest life expectancy I had an article pulled up. Where did that article? They have the best life expectancy in the world. Here it is. National Academy of Medicine. People in Hong Kong have the longest life expectancy in the world. Some possible explanations. So, best life expectancy is Hong Kong. What's the lowest life expectancy? India. India has the worst life expectancy, has the most diabetes... And guess what? India is the most vegan of all these cultures. So let's see how Mike the Vegan copes with the fact that Hong Kong, they eat the most meat, but they live the longest, right? These vegans are always trying to tell you, your dick won't work if you eat meat, right? It's going to give you erectile dysfunction. Eating animal foods will make your penis not work, even though veganism is a brand new invention. (laughs) Veganism is a brand new invention. Veganism didn't even exist 60 years ago, 70 years ago, oh no, I think, it, I think it was the 1940s when the term vegan actually became a thing. Yeah? So let's see how, uh, how he, Mick the Vegan, copes with the fact that Hong Kong lives the longest, eats the most meat. India lives, has the shortest life expectancy. Has, they, might not be, they might not be the shortest. Somebody can maybe be able to fact check me on that one. But the life expectancy is shit in India. <laughs> Diabetes rates, astronomical. Super low, super short, rather, life expectancy. And they eat the least meat. Let's see how, uh, how these vegans cope. Let's watch them spin this one. It's their master spinsters, these, uh, these vegans. Oops. Why can't I hear that? Um, There we go. Hey, it's Mike here. And today, does Hong Kong really have the longest life expectancy in the world because they eat the most meat in the world, as many meat lovers have claimed, including Beef Magazine, who titles their article... Beef Magazine? So, (laughs) So he starts out, oh, look, Beef Magazine said it. Well, all right, so... National Academy of Medicine also said that they have the best life expectancy. Right? And it's, it's just a straight fact that they eat the most meat. But because Beef Magazine says it, I guess it's wrong, right? Because Beef Magazine said it, they must, it must be... This is just some beef industry shills who are putting this forth. 
goal. Eat beef for a long, healthy life. You heard it, folks. Meat is the fountain of youth now. So we're going to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> like I says that. Is the fountain of youth now. So we're going to investigate the sources. Do you think he... Oops. What do you think he did after the cut? After he cut that one? Right? He's, he's alone in a room, right? This, this, this dork's alone in a room with a green screen behind him. Right? He's alone in a room making this video. Laughing to himself, alone in the camera. At least, at least I'm here. At least I got my wife to laugh at the stupid shit I say here. Or to cringe at the stupid shit I say here. M Mickey the vegan. <laughs> alone in the room. Do you think he cried after he said that? <laughs> he cried. Oops. Meat is the fountain of youth now. <laughs> and, then he, and then he hits stop, and then he watches the clip to see if that was good enough. Was, was that like a little bit like, should I do more sass? Should I put like a little bit more sassiness in that? Should I shoot it like three more times? Should, should I like do a little wiggle? Do like a little head wiggle at the end there? Like really punctuate the sass? Investigate the sources behind this main claim. We're going to look at other research on life expectancy and meat consumption. And we're just going to learn more about Hong Kong. It's a very interesting place. We're going to look at how their diet has changed. <laughs> Gonna make all sorts of weird excuses. Kind of brush some of these facts under the rug. Focus on some other things over here. And hopefully, by the end of this, you're confused enough to uh, continue eating your nutrient depleted soyum diet. What other lifestyle factors might influence their longevity, or if meat really is the elixir of life after all? And finally, we're gonna crack open the new vegan strong box for December. It's a box loaded with vegan goodies created for the purpose of keeping the... So, look, the, the beef industry shills. He starts out, beef industry shills, right? He doesn't say it, but, you know, a little, little tongue-in-cheek. Oh, beef magazine. And then we're not even, like, let's see, 40 seconds in. He's talking about his, his veggie box. <laughs> Here, buy some of this vegan kibble. We'll ship you this vegan globo homo kibble. Straight to your house, I'll deliver it via Amazon drone. And you can eat it. And you can do your activism by eating the kibble. This might influence their longevity, or if meat really is the elixir of life after all. And finally, we're going to crack open the new vegan strong box for December. It's a box of loaded... they sent him pencil shavings. That's what it is. They sent him a box of pencil shavings to eat. Oh, these are such good pencil shavings. Yeah. With vegan goodies created for the purpose of keeping the amazing vegan strong bodybuilding team going. <laughs> Wait, you're on the vegan strong bodybuilding team? That's fucking rich, bro. Wait, we got we got Mick the vegan here. He's a bodybuilder now, dude. He's a bodybuilder. He's on the vegan strong bodybuilding team. <laughs> A magical discount, so stay tuned for that. Everybody loves goodies, but let's just get right into the video. Oh, looking at Hong Kong pandemic, and I have a magical discount, so stay tuned for that. Everybody loves goodies, but let's just get right into the video. Looking at everybody loves goodies. <laughs> Hong Kong. And Damn, like, oh, we're not even a minute in. I don't know how much patience I have for this guy. How old do you think he is? He's like our age, huh? Mm, he's like, you think he's older than us? I think he's like 36. 36. Couple, maybe a couple years older than me. He's not older than 38. I'll be 34 real soon. 
He's probably, yeah, I'd say he's about my age. About my age. He seems like the kind of guy, like, he he might have actually had some pretty decent genetics. Like, he looks like he could have actually been, you know, I, I could see Mick the Vegan actually, if he, had, if he hadn't gone down this, the Soyum route, if he hadn't joined the Soyum, it seems like he could have been, he could have been like a pretty good looking dude. He could have <laughs> had a little, if he had a little tan, maybe about 10, 15 pounds of muscle on him, he'd probably look solid. Probably a decent athlete. <laughs> but um, no, this is this is peak formula. He's, he's on the vegan vegan bodybuilder team. <laughs> what is it? The vegan vegan strong box. The vegan bodybuilders like Mick the vegan. And life expectancy. They're often listed as the longest living country on earth as of recent, but. Here's the thing, they are not quite a country. They are technically closer to a semi-sovereign city-state. Oh, oh, they're not they're not really. So so let's debunk this. They're not really a country. Right? Look at look at him. He calls it the People's Republic of China. Not, not the Chinese Communist Party. They're a special administrative region controlled by the People's Republic of China. Look at the, the reverence Mick the Vegan has for <laughs> the People's Republic. Yeah. The politics of that these, are... these vegans love shine all the all the shit Mike eats all the shit he plays with all his little kibbles and his toys that come in his kibbles all come from China vegans love it vegans you you guys love your little Chinese kibble you guys wouldn't exist vegans would not exist if it weren't for supplements made in China from raw materials made from slaves in Africa you wouldn't exist sensitive we don't need to go into it right now but when you start including those then you have to add places like monaco which is at 89 years life expectancy hong kong is doing <laughs> really good depending on the source we're talking about like 85 85 and a half year life expectancy which of course now, let's talk about india too mike are you gonna bring up india in this video of course beats the U.S. Now, you might have heard me say that the Adventist vegetarians are the longest living population on Earth, but we have a little bit of a data issue here, and that is that that 84 and a half average life expectancy for those Adventists was back around 2000, and at that time, Hong Kong was barely breaking 80 years, but now, of course, they are technically surpassing it. We don't have new data for Adventist vegetarians, so it creates a bit of an... <laughs> they love their Adventist studies. They love their Adventist studies, which are such a... They misrepresent the shit out of this. Adventists are not vegan. They are not vegan. But they try to make it seem like they're vegan. Adventists can have dairy. They can have eggs. I think a lot of... Ellen G. White, the, uh, the witch who started Adventism, she used to channel entities... And that's how she came up with Adventism. She would talk to the ghosts and they would tell her that she was she was Jesus's special little girl. She was Jesus's BFF. And he, he, he secretly loved her so much. And she was a nut, but she actually used to eat tons of shellfish. <laughs> she used to eat oysters and stuff. But she would tell her followers to stay away from all animal foods. These people are such hypocrites. But... um. Yeah, no, Mick the Vegan knows very well that the Adventists are not vegan, but they always try to represent the Adventist studies as if they prove veganism. Not the case.
annoying data scenario. And who knows, maybe we'll get an update on those Adventist longevity numbers, but we don't have them, so let's just... <laughs> Sid Meiser was raised Seventh-day Adventist, never met a single vegan vegetarian growing up in the church, he says. Yeah, none of these people are vegans and vegetarians. Go ahead and say yes, Hong Kong is living a long time. However, what are the mainstream scientists saying about why Hong Kong is living longer? Well, the way he moves his head when he talks. Do you think, I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm 90% sure, this is not how he talks to just normal people. Like if you were to sit down in a room, he's not going to talk to you like this. He, he does that. Like as somebody who, look, I'm sitting here, here's the camera up here, I'm looking at Mick the Vegan over here, right? Like he, he's angling, his, he's doing this for the camera, he's watching himself in the camera and he's angling it and he, he, thinks, he thinks like this is what makes him look good or something. It's super weird watching people play it up for the camera, but all these little mannerisms, man, the little, the little sassy twitches. <laughs> this guy, he's, he's like a, he's like a 14 year old girl trapped in a 35 year old man's soyum body. There's a ton of factors here. I've yet to see any researchers point to meat as a real reason, but uh... <laughs> researchers haven't pointed to meat as a real reason. They do often. Oh no! Come back. Point to healthcare, their healthcare in 2018 was ranked as the most efficient in the world. Wait, <laughs> this is this is your debunk. Their healthcare is efficient. From Bloomberg, Bloomberg says that they have the number one most efficient healthcare system in the world. In Hong Kong, <laughs> where and B Bloomberg also doesn't uh, doesn't recognize sovereignty of Hong Kong either, right? Bloomberg, <laughs> Bloomberg, super down with your homies at the People's Republic of China, the government of China, um, genocidal maniac government in China. They're they're so efficient in their healthcare system. That's why people live long because they're efficient in their healthcare system. This is an economic. This is an economic measurement, dude. Efficiency. Efficiency in a healthcare system does not lead to longer life. In the U.S., the third leading cause of death is medical malpractice. <laughs> People go to hospitals to fucking die. You go to hospitals when you're dying to die faster. Okay, no, they're not living long because they have an efficient healthcare system. They don't have. They're not living long because they're getting all the right big pharma drugs, right? Because they're getting all the magic, healthy, super um, safe, efficient medicine injections. That's not why they're living long. <laughs> okay, um, all right. Let's see where it goes with this stuff. This paper, on the whole, Hong Kong leads the world in medical slash health service systems. And yes, everybody has access to their public health care system. And just to put things into perspective here, visits are usually from around six to 13 US dollars with medications costing a dollar and it's about $15 for an overnight stay. But most importantly, if you can't afford it, you can have the costs waived. Oh, wow. That's why they're living so long because they could just go to a hospital. And whenever you go to a hospital, they just fix you, right? You go into a hospital, it's kind of like a... It's like in Grand Theft Auto when you park the car in the garage and then you pull it out, it's brand new, right? You fuck up your car and you go drive it in the Grand Theft Auto garage or you drive it through the, uh, I don't know, whatever, in the newer Grand Theft Autos, maybe it's like a car wash. You drive through the car wash and you come out and all the dinks are gone. All the kinks, all the, all the dents on the car are gone. 
<laughs> that's that's what happens when you go to a hospital. You just you just get better and healthier. Okay. Far cry from people in the U.S. who are deathly afraid of going into the hospital because they might go bankrupt. That leads to tens of thousands of deaths here, and they also had programs like lowering smoking in Hong Kong. They're down to about 11%, which is half the global average, about Whoa. half as much as their oh, neighbors. That's the only in reason. They're just like, they just like they smoke a little less there. Japan. And we're actually doing pretty well at around 14%, but they still beat us. The next huge point is money. Hong Kong is a very wealthy city with oh, a... Oh, because money. They have money, so they're healthy. They very high money. proportion of... They have money, so they buy meat. <laughs> they have money, so they don't eat soyum kibble. They have money, so they eat real food, which are animal foods. <laughs> they're not poor... So they're not starving of real foods, which are animal foods. Okay, make the vegan. Make the vegan. So that makes a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Hey, I got, I got someone calling. I want to pull somebody in. We got a guest calling in. Even though, even though I didn't even say that we're taking calls yet, we got an eager, oh. we got an eager beaver trying to steal That's my right. shine over here. I haven't even introduced you yet. You're not allowed to talk yet. Shut your mouth. Um, eager Beaver over here. I gotta pull up. Where is that thing? Zoom. There we go. There's Zoom. All right. Now that now you can see Jerry from. Can I speak? You can speak now. You may speak. Take it. What's up, man? Just go ahead. What's up, brother? How's it going? Just take the channel. Go ahead. You can have it. Cheers. All right, sweet, sweet. Uh, I think first order business is kick out all the bigots, and uh, we're going to okay. be a fruititarian uh, channel now. All right, that's cool. I'm going to ban everyone in the chat, and then you keep going. I'll be I'll be quiet. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? Sorry about the uh, video quality. I lost my iPhone, so uh, calling in on the broken camera. Damn it, Jerry. We expect. Uh, we expect. I want to see your like your skin. I want to see your glow. I want to see that. See that Christmas glow. The boomer. What's up, guys? Trans boomer glow. Look at that. That's what trans boomerism can do to you. For <laughs> yeah. you. That's what it can do for you. Yeah. I was really eager to get on because uh, my ex uh, loved Mike the Vegan, so I, I couldn't help but uh, want to come in and bash him a little bit. Dang, your ex loved it. Well, that's why she's your ex, isn't it? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah dude, that guy is so insufferable. He's, he's like a perfect example of like that soy boy, like science boy. He just, he, he, he is fully in the cult of scientism, you know? But he doesn't understand he, science. He doesn't understand the scientific method and he misrepresents it, right? This is like a, this is some, he, Mike the Vegan, he's a, he's like a 35 year old effeminate soyum with, with a, like a bachelor's degree in freaking, what do you think he studied? What do, what do you think his degree's in? Basket weaving, underwater basket weaving. Oh man, I was gonna, I was gonna say gender studies, but yeah, okay. Genders, yeah, liberal arts. Um, yeah, but do you no, check this uh, out? The reason, bad. the re did you are you aware of the science uh, that he's just spouting? The reason that Hong, people in Hong Kong live long is not because they eat meat; it's because they're they're rich. There's more multimillionaires there, so they they're more rich so they live longer you get it and they have yeah, yeah and they have a, nothing to do with it they have hospital efficiency they have high efficiency in their hospitals mm -hmm. yeah if we could just get a socialized medicare system over here and uh, yeah. and ban all meat we might be at the at their level no they're just they're really well off because of how good the people's republic of china treats them right mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're they're really they're in a great situation it's like you know they're they're, they're taking a great leap forward just like uh 
just like Mao and his 30 million dead uh, Chinese people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he cares about uh, the people so much, uh, President Xi over there, dictator yeah. Xi, that uh, he even made them their own special internet. Yeah. You know? They have their own special internet that is just for them, and that's, that was like the biggest Christmas present you could get. Well, we're getting it. We have it now, too, right? We have Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, Google. YouTube, they've all, they've all kind of, um, they're helping, they're helping to bring it over here too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one day, one day we can uh, emulate their, their beautiful system. Well, if we want to stop, <laughs> you know, if we want to make it out of lockdowns and be able to party like in Wuhan, I think you missed it earlier, dude. Wuhan's full on partying right now. Have you seen I, it? I, I didn't see it on your stream, but I have seen videos coming out of Wuhan of them like holding like massive raves and like dancing in the streets and no social distancing, no dude, masks. They're, they're opening beer bottles with their teeth for each other and shit. Like uh, Reuters, <laughs> check it out here. I'll pull it up again just to show you it. Yeah. Over there in the People's Republic, the People's Republic of, of China. Yeah. They're, uh, they're having fun, man. Let's see, the slideshow. There we go. Look at that. No social distancing, no masks. Oh, that lady wore a mask. One person has a mask in Wuhan. They still get to eat inside, outside. That's pretty cool. Oh, my goodness. Look, yeah, they... I saw this massive like uh, pool party rave going on there. Did you see that video? Yeah, this is it right it's here. Like... There it is. Yeah. They're, f- they're fired up, man. They're getting drunk, <laughs> freaking popping pills. Party like it's Wuhan. Party like oh it's 2019. God. Look at that. They're just raving. Yeah. So yeah, that's just it's just ridiculous, dude. Let's, let's, what, a, what a sham. I know, right? Let's good good to have you on, man. It's always great to hear your voice, dude. Let's. Yeah, it's uh, good to see you, brother. You guys can find him. He's got he's got a channel. What's your channel called? Shout out to exposing the powerful lies live streams. There you go. There you go. Um, and also, hey, if anyone else wants to call in, we'll take some calls. You guys, we got any? Um, hey, we got any Mick the Vegan fans? We got any of the uh, of the soyum out there? You guys feel free to call in, and uh, we, we can debate too. I know we've got a lot of vegans who love to come and talk shit in the comments, love to talk shit on Instagram, love to tag me and talk shit. But you guys don't ever call in for some reason, so you're all welcome to call in, right? We've got we got uh, exposing powerful lies live streams, Jerry over here right now and uh, let's let's finish with mike the vegan he's looking real sassy in that in that where it's paused right there that's like that's mike's resting posture right that like <laughs> i've read the study have you the have yeah, you? i love the till the like the, the till mm. <laughs> mm. You think he's, he's probably looking at himself in the camera when he's tilting like mm. yeah it's like you're so handsome like, this mike. is my good side <laughs> yeah yeah it's the good angle Still beat us. The next huge point is money. Hong Kong is a very wealthy city with a very high proportion of super rich people. And coupling this with actually having accessible health care is, of course, going to lead to longevity. And just, just rich cities in general have longer lifespans. I mean, look at San Francisco. Rich city, lifespan, about 83 and a half years. So not that far <laughs> behind city. Hong Kong. And then again... So... It's just because they're rich. Yeah, San Francisco, you know, that might not be the best example to use. They're so rich, so they live long. Yeah. And we have Monaco, very rich city, floating in at 89-year life expectancy with the second highest GDP per capita in the world. So you can start to see a picture forming. And it's worth noting across the board, reports on Monaco's... De- Sorry, what's the meat consumption in Monaco? <laughs> what's what's right. the meat consumption per capita in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, well, it's not about the meat, dude. Meat's not the fountain of youth. Well, but you he's know? trying to debunk the meat, so why wouldn't he compare... 
both metrics, right? Once you, you know, compare the meat consumption in each one of these countries and compare the life expectancy, maybe the curves match up. I mean, if you're trying to debunk it and the curves don't match up, I, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. seem doesn't seem like he's uh, really worried about debunking it properly. Let's, let's see if he actually does it, though. I read a bit like this. Most people in Monaco eat a typical Mediterranean diet with an emphasis on whole foods, plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts, whole grains, and lean sources of protein prepared with olive oil, so not a ton of butter. Okay, Monica, anybody, anybody from Monaco in the chat? We've we got to get confirmation. What are people in Monaco eating? Right? Yeah. It's funny, people, they try to say that the Greeks eat a primarily plant-based diet, but they eat so much freaking lamb. <laughs> These people yeah. are eating so much. And same with uh, uh, Okinawa. They say Okinawa, oh, it's the blue zone. They're not eating, pl- they're not eating meat. They're eating plants. Now, Okinawa, they, they called it like the pork island. They eat so much freaking pork there. In Japan, they eat so much pork. They eat so much animal food constantly. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if we can really believe this this source that he claims. Yeah, the source that is claiming yeah, this guy, is, a, is it's a, this guy is like waging a war against fat too. Like his whole thing is like how bad fat is, how bad yeah. oil is. Like, oh my god, I've heard him talk about that a million times. They eat tons know? of olive oil, according to this thing, right? So it's funny right. they, how they represent the so called Mediterranean diet. They always mm-hmm. they, it's always something like this. So here it says. Plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts, whole grains, and lean sources of protein prepared with olive oil. Uh, lamb's not a lean protein. Lamb is not a lean protein. They eat so much lamb in the Mediterranean areas. The so-called Mediterranean diet is full of fish, full of oil, full of lamb, full of animal yeah. foods. Um, and so, same with Okinawa. Yeah. So, so this yeah, is if I were to summarize uh, uh, his channel uh, in like a few words, it would be. Fat, bad, carbs, good. That's his basic message that I've uh, that I've mm. uh, discovered from watching too many of his videos. My girl put it on. Oh, it's my, like he is so pro yeah. carb. Mine, mine would be uh, g- gender fluid sass master. <laughs> and this like health effect of wealth is pretty shocking, especially in the U.S., where it does affect access to health care. Looking at men and women, we're seeing a really dramatic stratification of your life expectancy based off how much you make. I mean, we're talking about being rich enough equaling living to 90, basically, <laughs> on average, of course. And then we have a few more points. I'll just <laughs> rapid fire go through. First of all, they have nice weather, so you're not going to have all of those deaths from exposure that you have in cold climates. There's also a theory of fitness leading to migration so you had healthier people going to hong kong as economic migrants so (laughs) healthier people moved to hong kong but but they're still eating more meat than anyone else in the world so why are they living longer they're eating more meat than anyone else in the world they have the biggest life expectancy the longest life expectancy rather and they eat the most meat wouldn't you think if they ate the most meat out of any other place in the world they would die sooner According to your hypothesis of meat is bad, meat clogs your arteries, meat's going to kill you, meat makes your, pee, your PP not work, um, meat does everything bad, makes everything bad happen always. If that was true, why do they live so long? They're eating the most meat. 
Finally, they rank super high for their built environment being pedestrian accessible and a healthy place to live in terms of staying mobile for older people. They even have those little workout parks for old people. Oh, right. wow. They have little workout parks for old people. That's why they live long. Okay. Before we get into the meat and longevity data in general, let's hit on Vegan Strong really quickly. The Vegan Strong team includes a bunch of amazing athletes such as Robert Cheek, who... <laughs> Wait... The Vegan Strong crew features a bunch of amazing athletes. All right. Do you see any any amazing athletes that you... I'm looking. I'm looking. Um... <laughs> I see a... No. No, I don't. I, I see a bunch of average-looking gym goers. I see, yeah. I see some dudes that look like, like the guys... Like the, like the bottom end of... Uh, like, like the low-ranking... CrossFit competitors. Yeah, I'd be very curious to see their uh, their test results. You know, see how many of them are juicing. You know, that's just what I think when I see vegan bodybuilders. I'm like, they're they're taking steroids for sure. Well, these aren't even bodybuilders. These dudes just these look like just guys that. Have well, they worked. call themselves. Bodybuilders. These look, all look like guys that have worked out for like two or three years. None of these are legit bodybuilders. Look at this right. guys. All right, anyway, well, let's see what. Athletes such as Robert Cheek, who has, as he says, put. Over 100 pounds on his frame since going vegan. Robert Cheek. All right, Robert Cheek. I've never heard of him, but he looks all right. Looks all right for a vegan. Put on 100 pounds. What did he weigh, like 30 pounds? When he... right. <laughs> this dude looks like he weighs like 140. This yeah, guy looks like he went from like never working out, you know, eating like shit, you know, and then I don't know. All right, let's we'll continue. Over 100 pounds on his frame since going vegan. All right, I got the Vegan Strong box right here. Pretty good size, 20 plus products, $150 worth of value for 40 now. I feel tall right now. And strong as an ox. Thank who the fuck is this guy? Hey, who the fuck are you? Huh? Who the fuck are you? Hey, I like it. All right. Keep it down All right, we got some super chats to read. Uh, Exposing Powerful Lies. That's a familiar name. Exposing yeah. powerful lies. Said a ten dollars super chat. Says what's up, homie? Glory to God. Thanks for the work. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I I tried for like ten minutes to get it to work, and I couldn't figure out why it wouldn't send. Yeah. And then I realized it wouldn't let me put a semicolon in my name. So. <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. <laughs> that was my bad. That's funny. Um, Bear Roots Farmer donated five bucks. Says guys, dumb statistics show. The more money you make, the more susceptible to suicide and depression you are. There's a happy income about forty grand. Any any more or less than that, suicide goes up. Numbers probably change, but rich people do not live longer. Facts. Yeah, but the fa why are you why are you bringing these facts here? We're watching vegan videos. It's not. We're not concerned with that. We're concerned with spin. We're trying yeah. to spin it. Yeah, we're watching science, dude. Right. Real science. Right. Look, hey, we got we got people in the waiting room. We got. I'm gonna I'm gonna let them in. They're coming. They're coming. Right. We got two Here, people. I'll, uh, I'll hop off, man. Got it. All right, man. Hey. All right, brother. Good seeing you, bro. Talk with you. Yeah, dude, hey, you guys, check out exposing powerful lies live streams. Uh, he's got a wrench in the chat, and uh, I think you can you could probably right click on his name and then go to his channel and subscribe. Um, thank you, man. Thank good, you. Thank All you. right, everybody, have a good night. Later, Jerry. All right, we got this. Is great. We got two guests. We got two guests coming. First, we got Derek Nance. Can you hear me, Derek? Oh, uh, I think you're gonna have to. I think you're muted. Maybe I can. Un maybe I have to unmute you. 
How do I do it? How do I? Oh, there you go. What? Well, what are we doing here? What's going on in my area? General Bart K. What is going on in my area, Tristan? For goodness sake, a man. Barkay, we got we've got Barkay representing the, the the state of New Zealand over here. He's making sure. Where's your mask, dude? What's up with? There's no masks there. You guys don't uh, do that. Well, we don't have any. We don't have any. We don't have any wound flu here either, Tristan. To be no. fair, uh, none at all. Yeah, to speak of. That's uh, I think because you guys had lockdowns. Final, you guys already had lockdowns. Yeah, well, well, of course, it's because of our left wing government locking us down for seven weeks in March. That's what the they uh, saved you. They helped you. Yes, yes, they did, and we should be we should be grateful, indeed. I'm thankful that they did that. I'm I'm really thankful. I just I th- I thought you should be locked up, so I, I'm glad they I'm glad I'm they did that. Up. I'm glad they locked you up. <laughs> it's just a shame they had to lock up the rest of New Zealand with you, but you know. Well, they couldn't distinguish really. We'll take what we can get. Bart K, man, it's good to have you here. You guys, you guys know Bart K. Everybody knows Bart K, the nutrition science watchdog. Dude, that's those are some cool fatigues, man. Tell you what, yes, I've I've got several different colors. Um, I started out with the with the standard green ones, but then I figured that's not so good for green screening. So I have the I have the Desert Storm variety here, and uh, and and on order is the full number two ceremonial dress uniform as well. I'll tell you, and things next year we're gonna we're gonna step up the production a notch. Um, having having completely abandoned the old uh, tube of Ubia, uh, we are going to library slash the Odyssey hosting platform where yeah. speech is free, and uh, and uh, so is watching the videos. Can I can I call Mike the vegan the gay f word on that? Oh yes, like not just because like, on YouTube you you call people the gay f word a few times, but you can't you can't like. Title the video, Gay well, F Word Mike the Vegan Says a Bunch of Stupid yeah, S Words. Yeah. On, on, on the <laughs> library system, which is hosted on the viewing platform called Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E, there's, uh, there's actually an invitation up there. There you, you go. Put, uh, you can, you, yeah. So over there, mm-hmm. what it is, is you upload your videos and it is um, blockchain distributed out there in the interwebs. It's not held on any server. It's not controlled by any corporation or or any nobody can can censor it so much. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to take down videos that are in breach of the law. Yeah. However, their thing is you can call someone a GF if you want to, um, and you can say what can. you want to, okay. and you can you can hold any opinion you like. And the, the visibility of your videos doesn't work on an algorithm. It works on how much library credits underpin your videos. Mm-hmm. And that's determined by how many people watch it. So they're not going to throttle it like YouTube does. Because YouTube is, YouTube is hard with throttling now. YouTube removed yep. like 3,000 subscribers in the last, I'd say, I think it's like two months. Cause I, yeah, I I've, I've lost, I've lost 7,000, Tristan, in the last year. Every time I put YouTube out a video, they automatically remove like... It's usually between thirty to seventy, um, yep. and then once every time there's like a spike in subscribers, they'll unsubscribe a, like a exactly. commensurate amount. Yep. So yep. yeah, yep. It's, it's pointless. They are they are complete. See you next Tuesdays. Yeah, a bunch of gay f words at YouTube, huh? They are. Let's uh, let's get Derek in here and see what Derek has to say, shall we? Do you know Derek? Have you have you ever spoken to Derek? Derek, uh, not directly, I don't think, but I kind of know who Derek is. Yeah, everyone so. knows. Hey Derek, can you hear us, man? He's um, muted. 
You got to unmute yourself. I, I asked. Uh, it says unmute. Okay. Hey, you got it. Derek, how are you, mate? Hey. Yeah, it's good to meet you. Uh, I've reached out to you before on some of these forms, but I think that we've just kind of, in passing, missed each other's messages. So, sure. so you know my story, uh, raw meat for like 11 years and uh, doing well on it, you know, primarily carnivore, uh, high mm-hmm. fat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. organs, all the tissues, nose to tail. Mm-hmm. Greta is crying into her beer. How dare you? Well, she's almost 18. She can drink a beer soon, right? Or in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, they'll probably ask her for ID, though, because she looks about 10. I'm trying to – I don't know if they're going to – if they'll keep her going. They, they might have to get a new, a new young one. She still looks like she's 10 because she's stunted and vegan, but yeah. I, I don't know if she'll be useful as, a, as an 18-year-old. Yeah, true. Anyway, Derek, 11 years. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite a journey. And uh, I'm still neck deep in it. It's 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 a journey every day, and it's been a struggle through these uh, COVID times. Yeah, what, what's what's new out there, man? It's been like maybe a month since we've heard from you. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, there? I've been I've been struggling to source. Uh, you can hear me, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you're good. Uh, yeah, I've been struggling to source. So I've been not been able to find the quality of meat that I need to thrive on and it is dismal out there mm-hmm. there are so many producers out there that are just gung-ho with supplementing with not just grain but you're talking about the soy leftovers after they squeeze all the oil out and they turn it into these pellets yeah and these farmers think that they can feed it to their animals and you know it's cheap feed but it makes them taste like garbage and i can te- i can attest to it because i eat everything raw and usually unseasoned so i have a real high acuity for a meat quality and what i've been finding is just not suited me so i've driven to alabama to virginia west virginia tennessee like all all the areas in my general region just looking for what what i like and not been able to find it it's hard to find an animal without cyst in its livers or without cyst in its lungs from a you know just parasites where they're overgrazed and just kept in confinement so it's right you know now, what's crazy? You never see cysts in the livers here. I, we've never seen a single cyst in the thousands of livers we've touched here. Have you ever seen a single cyst? Hundreds, probably. No. Millions. I'll say millions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, we have never seen one. Areas where it's it's cleaner. I agree. Where you are at in the mountain country, that is probably a cleaner area than where I'm at in industrial country. You know, Monsanto corn country. Yeah, and uh. I found a recent, uh, an Amish producer, I found at a, a stockyard. I had just this wild adventure the other day. I went to a stockyard. It's one of those desperation moves. But they brought in some animals, and one of them absolutely looked beautiful, and I wanted to bid on it. But they were selling them in lots of, like, three at a time. So this Amish man bought three of them, and I worked out a deal to where uh, he sold me one of them on hoof. And I've just been cutting it up in a... There wasn't a cyst on it. The liver was sweet. Like, you know, when you have a really good liver, like there's just something about it. Yeah. So the, the meat was sweet. There wasn't a cyst on it. And I've been eating it for the last four or five days and I feel great. And I, I got my stores for my, my journey. I'm planning a journey, believe it or not. Yeah, what's that? I'm taking the, kid, I'm taking the kids down to Florida uh, for uh, eight days. 
and I'm packing my cooler and just heading out to the beach, soaking up yeah. some fresh air, sunshine, nice. and a, a place where the governor's not mad with power, where my kids can actually go out in public unmasked. That's that, what I'm looking for. Guess what? The, the, uh, the president, uh, our, our fearless leader, our fearless crippled leader, Lennon Moreno, just announced that Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day, the beaches will be closed. The beaches no. in, in this country will be closed. You can close a beach? Like, are there going to be armed guards? <laughs> I don't know. I can man. find the beach, trust me. I don't care what. <laughs> What I can't. It's so it's so brazen. These people are they're they're just. It's like they think that they're. Uh, it's hard no. to tell it's, it, it's, if it's like a gung ho last stand type thing or if it's just brazen, arrogant. We don't give a fuck. You're not going to do anything. We're not even worried about you. Kind of a thing. It's hard to tell which one it is. But yeah, here it's uh, yeah beaches all closed on those days. They'll close all the beaches, the whole country. I don't know how they'll do that, but that's what they say. <laughs> well, I'm going out and understand. Surely, surely going to the beach is, is the reason that Granny dies. So do you want Granny to die? Is that the problem here? No, no, we don't. We don't. That's why I'm saying it's good. You don't understand. We're on YouTube. It's Fresh air, sunshine, nature, you know. Yeah, everything, anything that'll make you happy, anything that'll make you healthy, anything that'll yeah. uh, help you to not be a mental, ill, frightened uh, pissing yourself on your own floor basket case is is dangerous, right? Anything that's going to yeah. take you away well, okay. from television and social media for a few minutes, uh, you know, real human interaction, real food, terrible, bad for you. Sunshine, oh, you can't do that. Can't do that. We got to only thing that are good for you are uh, you know, television, kibble and um, and healthy happy medicine shots. So I'm spending a week on the beach and then after that I've already booked it an Airbnb in downtown Washington for the sixth of January. I'm gonna be there. Nice. Whatever whatever the rally's gonna be, yeah. I'm gonna be there. And uh Washington where they tell us what we can do and what we can't do in our own places, uh, no, no, we're gonna go over there and we're gonna take it over for a day and then just see what happens. We need more than that, man. We need a hell of a lot more than that. But I mean these Well, it's a first step. It's a gentle yeah. warning. Yeah. Just to show up on their front lawn and say Okay, you're not going to tell us what to do and how to live. Yeah. And if this continues, we're going to come back. Just like Washington crossing the Potomac on a Christmas Eve night. You know, we'll, we'll come over there and we'll occupy Washington, D.C. if that's what it takes. And I'm not calling for violence. I'm just saying they'll be out there peacefully just showing her presence. And that's a first step. And then I'll signal chat with you on other options down the road if it comes to us. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's people. People got to stand up, man. It's uh, and the stimulus. You know, I, I'm so sick of hearing about freaking stimulus, man. This is worse than this is way worse than uh, what happened back in 2008. Um, they are they are about to give give you 600 bucks. But how many trillions of dollars of stimulus are they handing out to these huge corporations? Bill Gates about to get a few billion. Zuck's gonna get some of that stimulus. You know, Kanye West is getting a few million bucks. But they they'll give you six hundred bucks. They're gonna give uh, they're gonna give money for what like gender programs in Pakistan, right? They're gonna give uh, half a billion bucks to Israel, of course, our greatest ally. Um, love you, Israel. You're so good. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do they're they're gonna give who knows how much money to um, uh, to NPR. I think it was like 
two million dollars or something to NPR, which is just you know full on propaganda constantly. And uh, but you get six hundred bucks. Your checks in the post. My six hundred dollar check, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could call us non-essentials, shut down our businesses, destroy our ability to make a living, but it's it's okay. Here's here's six hundred ducats. It's a stopgap measure. The the whole uh, bailout package. It's a stopgap to pay people to pacify them while we go through this transformation. And then once the economy's dead, there won't be any reviving it. Uh, so they're just trying to pacify the people with this debt-based money while the system itself collapses. And then you know our grandchildren will have to pay it back, I guess, or they'll yeah. pay it back with their souls. Because uh, there won't be anything left for them to take for collateral, except for you know what's left of the human soul. Right. So right. I see that going on, and it's it's sick that they can pay people off with these bailouts. I wrote a letter to Mitch McConnell about how what's going on is a as a complete fraud, and I got a letter back saying thank you for my concern. Uh, yeah, he'll, he's working hard on the next stimulus package. <laughs> <laughs> he's working hard to screw your children for several generations. Don't worry. I think he's, I think he's stimulating his package good and hard, frankly. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, he's stimulating, uh, yeah, stimulating his nasal cavity with some of, that, some of that candy. Some of the candy he's spending his stimulus on is going up his nose. Three, look at this, $300 million for migrant and refugee assistance, $10,000 per person for student loan bailout, $100 million to NASA, $20 billion, $20 billion to the USPS, right? Uh, $300 million for the endowment of the arts, $300 million for the endowment for the humanities, $15 million for veterans employment training. And at least there's something there to actually help some people, right? Well, look at this though. $435 million for mental health support. So what? where's that going? Oh, I'm sorry, $30 billion. $30 billion for the Department of Education Stabilization Fund. Stabilization Fund for the Department of Education. $200 million for safe schools emergency response to violence programs. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> oh, here you go. $300 million, $300 million to NPR, to public broadcasting. Fuck. $500 million to museums and libraries. Okay, that's like halfway real, but... Yeah, man. Is I could look the other way. Uh, for generations, you know, we've had this epic corruption, and for the most part... You know, throughout my lifetime, I've seen it and I've been aware of it in one capacity or another, but I could ignore it because I had my basic personal freedoms intact. But now they're coming after those basic personal freedoms. Yep. So this is just rubbing it in our face. Yep. At the same time, they're limiting our ability to enjoy what's free. Like none of, none of this costs money. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness can be found within anybody if you have eyes to see. And they're not allowing us to enjoy the best things in life, which should be free. They're trying to monetize everything and try to make human joy some luxury item that we should feel guilty about. Yeah, human human joy, it'll be, it'll be something you pay for. It'll be, a, it'll be an implant and you pay for a dopamine shot. 
right? You, you pay for that dopamine shot. You get your 10 minutes outside today because you've been a good global citizen and you ratted on your neighbor for eating a rat, right? Like you, you ratted on your neighbor for, for, for catching a bunny and eating it to keep him alive. So you get some social credit points and you get 10 free minutes outside, um, and and five five extra hours of uh, a free VR porn, right? Look, look, look at this money they're they're giving. Uh, where, where'd that go? Where'd that go? The best one here: twenty five million dollars for cleaning supplies for the Capitol building. Twenty five million dollars for that. Oh, Nin- we're going to need it after we're done with it. Ninety million dollars for the Peace Corps. <laughs> Ninety million dollars for the Peace Corps, which is just a CIA front. Uh, Ninety five million. Uh, Ninety five million dollars. For the Agency of International Development, right, USAID, which is a CIA front, um, and goes and destabilizes other countries and fucks with their elections. One billion dollars airlines recycle and save program. Twenty-five million for FAA administrative costs. This is this is where the stimulus is going. Five hundred twenty-six million to Amtrak, private company. Um, what a joke. What a freaking joke. Well, what amazes me, Tristan, is that the public of many so-called intelligent, so-called westernized nations have meekly allowed this nonsense. They have just rolled over and have wet on themselves and they've said, please keep me safe for good, responsible adults at the government. Mm-hmm. And they've they've sucked up this ridiculous nonsense from from the state. And even now, that if you even if you are a severely retarded goldfish, Me. you must understand by now that this thing has been a have. And yet, people are still running around with diapers over their faces, wetting on themselves, being afraid of their own shadow, yeah. and complying. The very same people that will poke shit at the Jews for what happened in the, in the 1930s. How well, could they possibly have allowed that? Why didn't they fight back? Yeah. Well, take a fucking look at yourselves, people. No, we, we, would, we would never do something like that. Nothing like that can happen here. I remember when this started, I had a conversation with someone in my family, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about a virus at all. This was back in February, March. I'm very concerned with a global dictatorship, global medical dictatorship that we see being justified with this, and that's going to be pushed really, really hard. I mean, I thought I'm more concerned with that. And it, this, this this family member goes, "Oh, we're in no in no danger of becoming a uh, of a totalitarian regime in the United States. That's that's not going to happen. That's ridiculous." <laughs> it's like, here we go. Nine months later, look at this. Look at this. I mean, you, you get locked in your homes. You got told you're not essential. You can't have your businesses. You can't go to church. But it's okay if you're going to riot. It's okay if you got a BLM sign. You're going to burn down half the city. Um, it's okay if you have the right political ideology to go outside and protest and riot. That's good, right? There's, I can't believe the uh, the cognitive dissonance in so many people in the U.S. It is... Um, it's amazing, and you see, you see right here. People, people look at history. They look at the Bolshevik Revolution. They look at the USSR. They look at the Maoist Revolution, the Great Leap Forward, as they called it, right? Uh, and, and now we have the Great Reset, and this is our Great Re- Leap Forward. You know what the Great Leap Forward did? 
for th- over 30 million Chinese people, it left them in a fucking grave. It left them dead. It left them with bullets in their head. It left them starved to death. It left them dehumanized and dead. And the Great Reset is basically that. What we're looking at right here with the Great Reset is a global great leap forward. And that great leap forward means mass death. It means more suicide. It means medical tyranny and dictatorship. It means forced inoculations. You have no idea what you're getting shot into you. It means you become a lab rat, human um, uh, uh, experiment. That's what this is. The Great Reset, this whole uh, you know sharing economy, all this, this is about taking away all of your freedoms, all of your rights, and creating an underclass that will live just like the Chinese live under the Chinese Communist Party. It's about creating an underclass of dehumanized, demoralized, uh, frightened slaves and an overclass of technocrats and people who have money, who get to make choices, who get to have villas, who get to have ranches, who get to travel, who get to have uh, gatherings because they're members of the party, because they're the essentials. This is what we're looking at here. The fact that they've said you're essential, you're non-essential, that is straight up genocide rhetoric. People should have been up in arms at that. The fact that people are sitting down and taking this, it, it, it amazes me. It, it seems like people are getting upset in the U.S. now. The stimulus thing should be uh, should be seen. The stimulus that's happening right now, stimulus package, should be seen as one of the biggest slaps in the faces, one of the biggest assaults. Right? This is not just a slap in the face. This is economic warfare. This is war. This is debt slavery for the rest of our lives. This is devaluing our currency, devaluing our property so that it can get swooped up by these big transnational corporations who are being given all the stimulus money, right? They're going to they're they're devaluing all the property in places like New York City, Los Angeles. The property values are going to plummet because people getting the fuck out of these places. Guess who's going to swoop in? Goldman Sachs. Guess who's going to swoop in? The members of the World Economic Forum. These huge corporations are going to buy up all that land. These big investment banks are going to buy up that land. Christine Lagarde and the European Bank understand what they're doing because they've done this in many other places in the world. They did this in the USSR where they consolidated power under the communist government. And then once that was all consolidated... Then the system collapses, the vultures come in, they pick up the pieces, and they restructure it. And it's a push-pull game between privatization and regulation by the state, right? Uh, The push-pull game between the privatization and then the nationalization, right? And then they just gut these economies, extract all the resources, including the human resources, and they are destroying Our ability to have a future, our ability to own property, our ability to make choices for ourselves, our ability to even own our bodies. They want to turn you into property. The Chinese are property. The Chinese are property of the state, property of the party. And that's what they want to make all of us. We can't accept this. We have to stop this. We have to... The fact that we're paying taxes this year is the most offensive thing in the world. You're going to give us a $600 stimulus check. You're going to print billions of dollars to give these huge corporations and banks, and and, and we're still going to pay taxes? Are you fucking kidding me? I'll shut up now, but um, yeah. I'm... Now, you're on a roll, and I agree. I'm, I'm just as passionate as you are about what's going on, and I follow it enough to know how ridiculous it is that they're putting these packages Thousands of page bills on the desk of people like hours before they have to vote on it. So how can anybody possibly our representatives, people who are supposed to represent our needs, are supposed to vote on a bill they haven't even read? I mean, this is 
going, been going on forever, but it's on such a level now where just trillion dollar here, trillion dollar there. Like 1,600 like page nothing. bills. They don't even read these. Like 1,600 pages. Come on. Yeah, you can't read it. And, you, yeah. and if you even understood that legalese, I mean, it would just drive you mad if you, if you did know what was really going in it. And I don't see how you could put your name on it. And that's why these people in Congress need to be called out for mm. allowing these things to go forward. They're just being pressured like everybody else to go along to get along, but there has a time to say stop and just shut it down. You know, doing nothing is better than just pushing through bill after bill after bill that is really just pushing through this agenda, mm. this great reset agenda, and it's being done in broad daylight. And yet people who are aware of it are just frustrated because how can you stop this? It's like a behemoth that just has a life of its own, and it's not... <laughs> It, it, it's not beholden to anybody. Well, this, is, this is how they. Well, yeah. I mean, this, this is how these people get this stuff through too. Is it? It's incremental, right? It's oh, it's two weeks. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Come on, just two weeks. What do you? Come on. What, what if everyone dies? Give us two weeks. Just stay home. You'd be all right. Couple weeks. Nine months later. Nine months later. How many suicides later? How many? How many people do you guys know that have uh, died of overdoses? That have died of suicide. I think everybody knows somebody who's OD'd in the last like six months. I can't. I can't believe this. Now two more weeks though. A couple more weeks. We're almost there. The curve's almost flat. It's flattening. Curve. Well, I'm going to the beach. I'm spending two weeks at the beach, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> I ain't gonna listen to any of it. I'm not gonna deal with any of it. I'm gonna listen <laughs> to the ocean. I'm gonna put my feet in the sand. I'm gonna soak up some of that poisonous sunlight they're always warning us against. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. Florida, Florida's Florida's lit, as the kids say these days. Florida's popping. Right? They're partying in Tampa. I don't party. I don't go to clubs, but I love seeing these clips of people in clubs in Tampa. Now, I tell you what, like I, I I'm not into uh, clubs and, uh, and and booze and all this, but you know what? I I love when I see a bunch of people together. <laughs> I'm loving seeing all these people together partying and saying fuck you to the World Economic Forum, to the UN, to the WHO, and to all of these fucking criminals who need to be um, uh, brought to justice, we'll say, for YouTube. No, shut up. <laughs> what else can we get into? Because, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that. Yeah, I was going to try to talk about Mike the Vegan, but uh, let's watch the Mike the Vegan video. You still there, Bart? Oh yes, I'm I'm still here. Yes. That's a good mix of vegan. You have to do the twitching, the like. Yeah, and I have to go like this. You do little twitches. Mm. There we go. Plants have all the protein. Nine ninety nine minus five dollars if you use Mike the Vegan at checkout. The vegan. And uh, yeah, it's pretty heavy. They say it comes with a workout every month, and I think it involves lifting the box. Let's open it up. Okay, guys, I unpacked the December box, and it covers an entire table. Pretty epic. It's got a couple drinks like an oat milk nitro cold brew latte. We've got Mike's Veggie Box. Some oh my chips, God. couple Mike's bars, dandies, vegan marshmallows. If you haven't made, dude, it's and- all just junk food kibble. <laughs> this guy talking about well, meat is so bad. They definitely are not living longer in Hong Kong because they eat meat. It's just despite of it. It's because they have money. But look at look at this. This is all processed, made in China shit. Look at this pea protein made in China. 
Superfood tea, cold. Moringa superfood tea, guarantee you that Moringa is grown in China. All the Moringa comes from China. All the pea protein comes from China. All the processing facilities are in China. That coffee mm. is exported from South America, probably, or Africa, um, or somewhere in the Caribbean. None of this stuff is locally produced. Look at all this frickin' plastic. This is, this is kibble. This is good for the planet, you guys. This is how you should eat. No more meat. That's bad. That's mean. Is there any corn in there for Richard Burgess? We know he likes his corn. We do know that. He, well, he doesn't like talking about it, though, does he? Uh, well, he doesn't like anybody suggesting to him that he eats corn. He loses his shit completely. Literally, <laughs> he loses his shit. We're going to have to We're gonna find that video. There it is. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. My name is Colonel Cornelius Cornwall. And I'm here today to introduce you to... Okay, so tomatoes are made of corn. Uh, let's see, what else do I eat? Do you want me to get, the, like, all the shit I eat out of my fucking cupboard? How about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah bring it all. Bring it all. Yeah, off you go, Richard. Go on. Up here. Uh, Open that door. <laughs> Did, wait, do you know where the source was for this? Because she doesn't put, like, a link to the, the whole video. Um, it was a live stream that he subsequently pulled down, obviously, because... Oh. He just ended up making a fool of himself. I wonder if he's ever accused anybody else of behaving in such a way as to make a fool of themselves <laughs> on the internet. Uh, anyway, um, he's, he's taken it down, but but she she managed to, uh, our good friend Sky managed to capture it and keep it for yeah. posterity. Um, yeah. shout, out, shout out to You Did It Wrong. Here, make sure you guys can see if I zoom out. There you go. Now you can see. You Did It yeah. Wrong is the channel. Sorry, you did it. Yeah. Wrong. I can't hear. So the, the background, the background to this for those that missed it was that Richard was on a live stream and he'd eaten a whole bunch of corn dogs one day, and he literally shit himself live online. And then this is a subsequent stream that this video is taken from, where somebody <laughs> rang in to troll him and said, "You're eating corn, Richard. You're eating corn." All I'm eating tomatoes, I don't have corn, I'm going to my kitchen, I'm going to go and get everything out of my fucking kitchen. And Jasmine's in the background going, Richard, calm down. You're being trolled, Richard. You're scaring the animals. Richard, and he's just fucking completely lost his shit. This is funny as fuck. Anyway, carry on. Well, where's the video of him pooping himself? That's the... That's oh, the I think that one disappeared as well, funnily enough. Somebody had to capture that. Did he admit that he shat himself? Yeah, yeah. That's so are we talking about corn or the corn with the Q? You know, the corn. Yeah, 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 corn. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't eat too much of that. I mean, gosh, no. some common sense. Let's see. Let's see. This is a weird clip. He's pissed. Let's see, tell me. What? What's in Let's see, uh, we got some soy protein isolate right here. I eat this every day. Uh, we got lentils, this is the bulk of my diet. Got uh, oats here, uh, got nutritional yeast. Tell me, which of these fucking products contain corn, dude? Huh? I eat corn? Sound of <laughs> I eat corn? <laughs> I eat corn? Wait, what's with the vegan I voice though? Like, I, did, I know, I know it's so easy to make fun of vegans, right? But, all right, let's, let's, we'll, Mike the Vegan's voice, let's do a compare. Here's Mike the Vegan. Since going vegan, all right, I got the Vegan Strong Box right here. Pretty good size, 20 plus products, $150 worth of value for $49.99. Okay, there's, there's him. I want to hear, here's Vegan Gates. Huh? I eat corn? Side effects of corn. Professional yeast, tell me, which of these fucking products contain corn, dude? There's something, is there something about, now, Bart, I know you're really into the science. Is there something that a vegan diet does to the nasal cavity to make the voice 
sound like that. It's like they, they've got this uniformity of the voices. I, I don't. I don't think it is that, Tristan. I think it's actually an ideological thing. I think it's. I think it's a, a societal thing. You, you notice how people who are homosexual have a way of talking, mm. and and that's their way of telling each other that they're homosexual, other than by saying I'm homosexual. Well, there there is that, but I, I think, there's, I, is that like the vegans' version of it? It's like their flag. It's like the the, yeah, the rainbow they, flag they have for to vegans. Talk like this. Everything has upward inflection. On right. the end, you have to go up. But but vegan gains and Mick the vegan, they're not. They're obviously they're not homosexuals, right? I mean, they're both married men, um, <laughs> both very masculine. Uh, yeah. Very. Um, I'll stop there. But but yeah, it, it, it it's very similar, isn't it? It's a similar thing. Yeah, they do sound very much alike. <laughs> it's uh, the uh, what do you call the up talk? Yeah, the reflection. I'd like to change the subject real quick. Yeah. Uh, I got this uh, friend of mine, this little kitty. But, uh, you see my little kitten? And uh, this is the first cat I've ever owned that actually comes up and likes my meat, like uh, my lamb. So it'll actually come up and eat. You ever see a little cat like this? That I mean, yeah. this thing will sit there and eat eat a ton of of uh, the raw lamb meat. Does he? Uh, he's a little shy, right? How does he? So he'll nibble it. Like, is he just kind of slowly? No. He take it and go with no, it. No, he'll he'll devour it. Yeah. Like I, I usually put it on the floor for him. So get some footage. He's distracted by the camera. He doesn't want that. He wants he wants corn with a Q. Mm. You hear him purring? He, he, just, he thoroughly enjoys it. Look at that. He's loving it. Doesn't does he know that uh has he seen Earthlings? I don't think he realizes that yeah, he's not supposed to enjoy that or eat meat. He doesn't know that it's mean. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know it's cruelty or murder. You should teach that cat him. Cat is a bigot. He definitely looks. He looks like a bigot. He ate the fat. Look, he got the fat cap off first. That's what he goes for. He went that. He get the fat first, and then the lean. Yeah. What a stud. He's stoked. He's 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 young, right? He's a little guy. Yeah, he's only about three months old. Oh, he's wow. he's real young. So it's just, and the thing is, what happens is that uh, older cats like that I've come across, they won't eat it. Like they've already been accustomed to the the canned food and the kibble. Yeah. So something happens. Like if if they don't reach that, if they reach a certain developmental milestone and they're just hooked on the processed food, they just won't they won't eat it. So like I, I've noticed, like if you introduce kittens, just like puppies or dogs. Of course, dogs will eat about anything, but cats yeah. are usually more finicky. Right. And that's where I identify because I think cats will turn their nose up at a bad piece of meat. Like yeah. a, just some type of flavor they don't like, they'll just turn their nose up and they'll walk away. And, mm-hmm. and our cats are, go hunt, so they'll go bring the chipmunk head or something if they're really hungry. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but that's the way we feed ours, you know, a supplement, half, half wild game and half the kibble. But this yeah. one here just it goes for raw because I, I started them out young. 
What about trapping for a cat? You know, I mean, if you could you know, set up some rat traps, some mouse traps around the yard, maybe, and catch some little critters at night, that's a good way to feed a cat without having to buy kibble. Do you have any? Do you have any suggestions for people who maybe don't want to buy good lamb for their cat, like you do, <laughs> and they don't want to spoil their cat with that? How? How could? What are some things people can do to feed a cat without having to buy too much food or feed a kibble? Uh. I mean, it depends on your proclivities. Like, if you're not opposed to roadkill, you find squirrels all the time. Uh, you can just supplement that way and uh, make them work for it. You know, I got these out- indoor-outdoor cats, and uh, I got this old guy. He's a bobtail. He's not around right now because he's kind of – he doesn't like the newcomer. But he's about 11 years old, and he'll still hunt. Like, he'll he'll hunt whole squirrels, and you'll – He'll like eat the half that he wants and leave the other half out. Yeah. So like you'll see like he'll eat the head and the top half, and then you'll see like the bottom quarter just yeah. <laughs> laying around. Yeah, so like, that. like if if it's if it's possible, if you live in a place where there is wild game, yeah, let them be indoor outdoor. Let them uh, forage. And I had some people that I knew that neglected their cats, and they would actually hunt bugs. Mm-hmm. I'd see these cats feral cats that were hungry they just swat up and eat june bugs and stuff you'd be surprised what kind of survivors they are if they're allowed to so it happens with these vegans these vegans they try to feed them vegan food and the cats they go hunt and they eat bugs and they uh. yeah that's how they survive that's how the vegan cats actually they're not they're never truly vegan cats they're They're plant-based posers right <laughs> well, Tristan, Tristan, I must say, um, I'm going to need to race off now. We'll make some room for some other callers. I, I see that there are others coming in. Uh, I'm going to go and have an interview soon with an Indian channel with a hundred thousand subs and tell them that they're all bigots and stuff like that. So we'll sort them out. In the meantime, here are your orders, ladies and gentlemen of the Meat Militia. Go to this link up here. Get yourself registered on the Library Odyssey system. Get your videos uploaded there. We must send a message to the YouTube Fator, which is a Swedish word meaning see you next Tuesdays. We have to vote with our feet, people. I understand that the YouTube system is the one that works well and there's no buffering and there's no problem. We get that. But believe you me, if we do not stand up, if we do not act, if we do not vote with our feet and leave this nonsense behind us, it will continue to follow us and plague us for all of our days. YouTube, you screw you, YouTube. Harrod, thanks, yes. man. Uh, you, you've uh, Phil Escott was also telling me about library. He likes it over there. I don't. I haven't talked to Phil yeah. in a little bit. I got to shout out to Phil yeah. Escott. Um, yep. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, Mr. Bart K. Um, it's my pleasure. The uh, we, we, we appreciate you coming on. It's an honor to be graced with your militaristic presence and uh yeah dude take it easy bark my pleasure good man later man Who, who's the indian channel you're talking to is it uh headbangers ball no no he's he's a guy that tommy kelly put me on to tommy um, kelly's a bigot though so you can't yeah well exactly well tommy tommy never really was vegan no did you hear um, he's a christian he's a homophobe because he's christian uh, yes that too that too he's a homophobe. I, know, I know he's yeah. afraid of homos he's scared to death yep. of them scared to yep. death of them well, Bart K, anyway. the Meat Militia, Bart K, you guys can find more. What's the website, Bart K? You got a, you got a hub where everyone can find you, best place? There it is. There Up it there is. On the Odyssey system, 
just, just do a search for me by name on Odyssey slash library. You'll find me there. Um, no problems at all. Um, I still have a presence on the YouTube, but it's it's like there's not much left there. I've I've walked away. I'm I'm done. Um, I have I have pulled that thing out by the roots, pretty much. All right, man, Barke. It's been an honor. Thanks for right. showing up. It's been a nice Look surprise up. seeing you today, brother. Have a good one, Bar. Right. That's good, mate. See ya, Sid Meister. Where's oh, there we go. What's up, Sid? What's up? What's up, boys? Man. <laughs> How you doing, bigot? Not bad. Just being transphobic. Oh, man. You know, the usual. Well, you don't accept me as a trans vegan? Is, is that what you're saying? No, I accept, uh, I accept trans vegans, just not uh, the other kind. We are, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, this is a trans channel. We're pro-trans, trans-vegan. Um... Dude, it's been a while. How you been, man? It's been a few weeks. How you holding in? Good. Just been working a lot. Uh, I heard the other guy over here, he's coming down to Florida. Uh, I was kind of curious about where, because I, I work all over South Florida. And Port St. Lucie. The beaches here are really nice. St. Lucie? Yeah. See, I want to go East to a white place that's uh, not too busy. So I went there a couple years back, and we rent out a house on Airbnb, and the rent's a lot cheaper in some of these out-of-the-way places. So I just want a place for, you know, just hanging out on the beach. So you know where Port St. Lucie is? No, nah, no clue. Uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't do it, too well in geography either, though. Uh, I'm you know where it's I'm, on the East Coast. Yeah, it's on the East Coast. You know where West Palm yeah, I was just working in West Palm. Okay, so well, again, I'm now. bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. I love that interruption. <laughs> <laughs> it's about an hour north of uh, West Palm. Okay, yeah. I was working up in Northwest Palm Beach. Uh, my boss's boss is a... His family's worth $600 million, and they just all they do is invest money in houses, and we fix them up. Oh, dude, can they and, can they invest money in a house for me, and I'll just own it? Oh, hey, check this out. I'm an electrician. <laughs> I'm a skilled craftsman. If you have a multimillionaire that has property down there and needs somebody, I would go. love to do a trade, like a timeshare, and I could just stay down there for like a month and do a little bit of maintenance sure. work. And, so, and yeah. I'll, let me just interject. <laughs> if that multimillionaire, they, if they just want to send me like a few million or maybe just like four, like a few bitcoins, <laughs> I'm cool with that too. So shout out. Shout out to the millionaires out there in, in South Florida. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll have to sell your soul for those bitcoin though. Just like three, just like three or four bitcoins. That's it. That's all I need. The, the strange thing is, so I, I met the guy, the guy whose family's worth a lot. And on the surface, he was very kind. You know, he had a, a garden and he took a fruit off the tree and split it in half. And me and him both shared the fruit and we just talked about vitamins. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, man, your family's worth 600 million. Like they had to have exploit, you know, some you know, done some sort of thing to reach that. You know, six hundred. To be honest, the six hundred. Like, wouldn't you get like several billion? You know, you get like the the billion region. Then it's kind of get sketchy. But there's a lot of people who are multimillionaires. Got half a billion. There are people who didn't have to cut heads, lop heads, and and do sketchy shit to to get that. It might not be. It might not be so bad. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I just, yeah, I'm a little uh, untrustworthy of anyone that reaches a certain point. 
But hey, to the other guy, I'm glad you're coming down to Florida. It's great down here. Uh, it's still what? like 70 degrees out. You know, the sun's still shining. Uh, the beaches open. They closed them for a few months, but people still weren't listening and going to the beaches. And yeah. where I live, the cops are a little bit more lax, so it wasn't that big of an issue. But it's kind of hilarious how you can have a thousand people inside a Walmart, but you can't be outside. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's red flags all over about these regulations where they just nitpick human behavior to where it's just it's not feasible. But I think that if they can force people to accept illogical mandates, then yeah. they can just take it to the next level. Yeah, so it's like the party the party just keeps putting out new decrees and if everybody bows down to it, then they know they can go further. So it's like you, you they push as far as they can. They put out these stupid little regulations and they see if they'll get they see if they can get it through. And if it works, then it's okay, we push harder. The I'm gonna grab my charger real quick. Yeah man. Yeah, got somebody's in the waiting room. Yeah. Let me see. Oh no, he left. There was somebody in the waiting room. Sorry, man. Whoever was in the waiting room earlier, I was just about to pull you in. I forgot you were in there. Um but here I would I gotta finish I gotta finish watching the Mike the Vegan video. I gotta finish this Mike the Vegan video. Um you don't mind if I hang out or you want me to move on or no, you, it's all good. Hang out, hang out. Let's let's see what uh let's see what Mike has to say here. We'll skip forward. We'll, let's look at his his vegan kibble first. Let's see what kind of kibble. I'm gonna show you some of my experiments. Show me. Let's let's look at the vegan kibble first, and then we'll look. We'll look at the vegan experiment, and then we'll go to the opposite side, and we'll see what you're doing with your experiments. All right. Yeah. We'll compare Good. and contrast. If you haven't made s'mores in a while as a vegan, that's the best way to do it. They've vegan got a, marshmallows. Uh, Arm-shaped cookie cutout. They've got a plastic vegan cookie cutout from China. Strong cup. Vegan strong cup from China. Sweet. They've got a bunch of bunch of coupons and stuff. This oh, vegan strong dope. Pamphlets from China, bro. Booklet that has a ton of good recipes. Such and a good pamphlet. Such good And then advertising we also have maca material. powder, which, by the way, is uh, really good for... Maca powder, maca powder, which comes from South America, exported to China, and then sold back to you from China. And half of that is not even maca. Most of it's probably barley. That's what the maca is. They sell you barley. The Chinese buy it. They sell it to people in China. The elite in China get the good maca, and then they sell you barley. That's what that is, Mick the Vegan. In it, and then we also have maca powder, which, by the way, is uh, really good for things like hormones. So looking pretty good. Ooh. Yes, I am affiliatizing this box relationship. I was not able to make the vegan strong team because I'm not buff enough. But you're. Oh, purchase- man. All right, so that all right. I thought he was part of the vegan bodybuilder crew. That was that maca really works. You know, you, you see those buff maca pumpers. I mean, gosh, leave. right? A few <laughs> tablespoons, and you're just jacked. J- <laughs> just, just jacked. You see it in his eyes that those hormones are just like that testosterone. He's got. I just, I, I, I don't feel it. Like I've experimented with maca. Yeah. And like if I eat like more than two tablespoons, it gives me diarrhea. But just um, me. You know what it is? It's probably because it's not cooked. You're supposed to, you get the cook maca. And they sell oh it. yeah, there's a the degelatinated kind. There's exactly. a certain process. It's Gelatinized. No, that's not even ancient. What they do with gelatinized, they just pressure cook it. It's pressure cooked <laughs> maca. That's all. It, we used to, they just 
Yeah, the anti-nutrients or whatever. That's exactly good. that's the thing is it's like there are it's a it's a root that looks like a radish. It's actually a mm-hmm. really cool plant. Like as far as a plant food, it's pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, I mean we I joke about you know the plant foods, but yeah. if you're indigenous to certain areas and your people are well adapted to it. It can be incorporated, and I agree, it can be a healthy <laughs> part of the diet. It's just when the vegans try to extract or expropriate all these indigenous foods and then yeah. concentrate them into some type of powder super and foods. say that it's the face of their diet. My super food. Look at all my super foods. Outrageous. Look at the minerals in my super food. And also yeah, look just, at more research on... What's that? No, just, yeah, about how they just expropriate all these superfoods and they think that they can just ad hoc them all together and make this super perfect diet. But they don't even prepare them right. Like, they sell it, like, to where it just gives you the shits because you're eating it raw and it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be cooked. <laughs> so it's, uh, there a lot of these foods, they... They prepare them wrong, and then they sell shitty. Like the thing is, with most maca, it's not even maca. This is what people don't understand. Like we used to work in importing and exporting, and maca is one of the most maca is an important. It's an important export product in Peru, um, and there was this huge rush where, for some reason, the Chinese found out about maca as an aphrodisiac, and they're obsessed with aphrodisiacs. They came down hey, to South America in like two thousand. 15 or 16 and they just they bought all the maca like they were going to all the farmers they would go to farmers with uh like cartel people with guns and suitcases full of cash and they would you know make them their offer with their armed guards right there they'd buy the maca at the farm load it up on a trucks drive it over the border into bolivia and then export it from bolivia to china illegally so they purchase it illegally with suitcases of cash with like intimidating mob tactics drive it to bolivia because you're not allowed to export unprocessed maca from peru you have to you have to um it has to be harvested there they have to dry it powder it or whatever and they have to prepare it before it's sold they're not allowed to export just the the roots because they didn't want those roots going to other countries so that other countries could take their staple crop and then try to bastardize it and, and grow it there so they would take the raw roots and they would ship them out to Bolivia legally and then ship them to China. That's how the Chinese roll. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> no rules at all as far, with business oh, yeah. dealings. It's ruthless. Yeah, we're all in the crosshairs. Yeah, yeah, we're all in that crosshairs of that. And I think that, yeah, in, in their dream scenario, in the next 20, 30 years, America would just be turned into a plantation where yeah. anyone else that's allowed to exist would just exist for the purpose of a producing food for the billion of people in China. We know what China so, does. Yeah, I can see where, where that mentality. They've kind of mastered this this technique in China that Stalin Stalin and uh, Stalin kind of did a similar thing, but what they do in China is they've got all these rural people, these kind of people that live a little bit more tribally, they got their little clans, they got people that live a rural life very disconnected from kind of the cities over there but they're constantly kicking them off their land like they meet quotas by just going into rural areas kicking a shitload of people off their land they'll build a dam or something and they'll flood an area so they'll make all these people move and they take their land and these people who were rural farmers suddenly they're living in a giant city and they have to work in a factory and they've got this this way of just cycling in new people and destroying these rural areas and they almost they kind of keep it's almost like they culture. They keep little cultures of. They treat them like livestock. 
right? They, they treat mm-hmm. their people like livestock and they move the rural people into the cities when they need more labor. And then, you know, I'm sure that, you know, they, they, obviously they get rid of dissidents and harvest their organs. They treat people <clears throat> like, um, like livestock. That's, that's the only way of, um, of really saying it. Yeah, and the, there's a mentality that if we the West opens up to China, that we would be our our values would rub off on them. But from what's going on right now, it is it seems the exact opposite. I think that you know we are being taken over by their values, like a uniparty government control over everything. I mean, this is the Chinese model that's being adopted yeah. into the West. And even in South America, where you are, yeah. it seems like it's it's the other way around. You know, we're not opening China up. China is just coming in, and, and their system is metastasizing yeah. within all the other systems it's incorporated into. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that system is not. It's actually that system is not Chinese. That system, the Chinese no, Communist no. Party, is it's it's Marxist, it's Bolshevik. It is that's a Western import. So, so the West, but it had to, it had to germinate in China. Exactly. No, they couldn't do that here. They weren't able to do that because of the you know the you know, liberty minded conscience of Americans um, of the past, right? But now, now look what the, the average American is. The average American is is more worried about what you know what their neighbor thinks about them, how many likes they're getting on Facebook, than the truth. They don't give a fuck. So. So the, the Chinese method, uh, they were a dynastic culture yeah. where they go along to get along. A lot of them for you know thousands of years would just live under the, the local dynasty rule without giving too much fuss. And they are allowed certain amounts of freedom, you know, just enough to get by, just enough to pacify. And that's what they subsisted off of for thousands of years. So they are more comfortable under that type of system. And that's where the incorporation of Marxism came in and is allowed to, to flourish under Mao and then under the subsequent you know Communist Party rule. Mm. So this has been developing and evolving. It, it's not Marxism. It's not Chinese. No, communism. no. It's it's a it's it's capitalism and communism. It's it's the worst aspects of kind of, of both. And now what yeah. you have in the West, um, you know, Jay did a great episode with uh, was it Richard? What's the guy's name? Richard, uh, the guy he runs TragedyandHope.com. They did a great talk, and uh, one of the points that came up I totally agree with is what you see right now being set up is a dialectical tension between the West and China where the worst aspects of the communist Chinese system are being pitted against the worst aspects of global homo Americanism capitalism. Those two things are pitted against each other in this dialectic that's going to make both of them essentially, in the end, adopt each other's... Tactics. It's like they're they're both fusing in this kind of dialectical tension to create something worse. It's like both the the worst aspects of both of those are being leveraged against everybody right now and rolled out in in in, in uh, globally. But just a couple years ago, I think there was the cusp of something completely opposite and completely different, like the uprising in Hong Kong, hmm. where they were asking, they were begging the West to come and help them, and there's an openness for yeah. a lot of Chinese people to want to embrace new western freedoms and there was this communication across the world i mean the great firewall was in but there's vpns a lot of people were breaking past it Mm -hmm. and that that this openness was actually creating an organic globalization that was more free and more open and that had to be countered Mm -hmm. and so what we're seeing now is the counter strike to that 
Because like over the last you know three or four years before COVID hit, we were opening up. We were connecting to people across the world. We had all these other alternative platforms that we could you know interact with people on a person-to-person basis without the filter of the government. And this had to have been stopped. And so all of this that's going on now is a counteraction to that. I think oh, they're yeah. countering that yeah. organic globalism that would have led to a more free and equitable uh, interactions. Well, interactions. yeah, before and it, it's like it's like we got to destroy this and throw the. It's like you like they're tossing a sheet over the whole thing before it gets too wild. You know, they, let, let's let's blind them all with this fear with this global catastrophe before people are actually able to. You know, prosecute some of the criminals that have been fingered in front of the public for a few years now. There are many political career criminals who should be brought to justice and hope maybe maybe someday will be brought to justice. And millions of people know what these people's crimes are. Millions of people know that these people need that these people need to be brought to justice. And um, you know, you had the Epstein thing. Uh, you had uh, the, all the people connected with Epstein, right? The Bill Gates connections, all these World Economic Forum types hanging around Epstein, flying in and out of his island, hanging out at his ranch in New Mexico with the Clintons. Um, you know, the, you you have all this stuff going on. You had Jimmy Savile. You had all these revelations about these disgusting people and the things that they do, uh, and, and and the wickedness that they're engaged in, and. Um, and that's all been kind of brushed to the side now. Now everybody's masked up and afraid. Everybody's freaked out. And um, yeah, man, it does seem like that That was in Hong Kong, right? You had major uprisings in Hong Kong up until this COVID thing. You had... They were begging. They had, were begging. They were. But there was also U.S. influence in that. We got we to be honest because you had the National Endowment for Democracy. You have U.S. aid. And you have some of these CIA groups that are pushing for that regime change there and that do leverage that so we got to you know it's it's not so simple as like right the west is good and china's bad like china wouldn't exist without the west china doesn't exist without microsoft Those people don't understand well, that's a, said it earlier though about the worst elements mm. of uh, american vulture capitalism and the worst mm. elements of the chinese system are in cahoots and that's where this whole thing comes to some type of a monstrous, a chimera that they don't want to face. It's a giant elephant in the room that uh, elements within our system, the, the Western system, are in bed with elements of the Chinese system so that if we were to prosecute, we'd have to prosecute half of our government and it would be an internal civil war. Oh, yeah, look at be... who's Mitch McConnell's wife. <laughs> yeah, and you can't extract these people. They're so embedded. They're just so embedded into the system that it would destroy everything. In the form. And the corruption's embedded. Not only is the corruption embedded in the system, it's embedded in our hearts, right? Like we all are – every single one of us is prone to that, right? Like any one of us could have been a uh, you, you know a mark for a dude like Jeffrey Epstein or a mark for some, you know, s- some subversive element of a uh, – of a uh, you know international banking conglomerate cartel, uh, we we could all fall prey to that greed or to that lust or you know fall for a honey pot like that. Who was that senator that was uh, banging Fang Fang or was he a Fang Fang? Uh, yeah, well it was Eric Swallows. Well, yeah, yeah, Swallows, right? Yeah, um, yeah right. But, uh, so any one of us could. I had a history, I had a history teacher like yeah, in high school that was a. Uh, 
talking, you know, he'd say stuff off the cuff sometimes that wasn't part of the history books, but he's talking about an operation with Gordon Liddy and how Gordon Liddy was talking with Nixon about setting up some of Nixon's opponents with these girls. Mm-hmm. And Nixon's like, I don't think they'll fall for that. And Gordon Liddy looks at him and says, no, you don't know these girls. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, everybody has vulnerabilities. Right. And if you have the right honeypot, you know, yeah. for the right person, you can make them fall into it. What do you think Mike the Vegan's honeypot is? What's, <laughs> what's the, how do you trap Mike the Vegan in a honeypot? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we need to learn more about him to, to see. <laughs> let's go, man. Let's, let's see a little bit more. I just, I really like how he's frozen there. He looks so, he looks so smug and like, he looks like he, he looks like he realizes just how handsome he is in that in that shot right there. Let's let's get a little more Mike the Vegan. On a meat and longevity, right off the bat, looking to other cultures, the ones that eat the most meat have the lowest life expectancy. Unfortunately, that like- is not true. You just this video is about the culture that eats the most meat with the highest life expectancy. Also, Japan has a pretty dang good life expectancy. They eat tons of seafood. Raw eggs, raw meat, <laughs> tons of pork. Okay, let's let's see what he says. Looking to those northern tribes like the Inuit who live about 10 years shorter than this. The, all right, so this is a straw man. The Inuit, right, according to a 2001 consens, uh, one census they're talking about here. So they're talking about the Inuit, the modern Inuit. Who don't eat the Inuit diet. The Inuit, the modern Inuit eat kibble. The mon- modern Inuit eat the stupid shit in the bags that you're trying to sell people, Mick the Vegan. The modern Inuit are not eating an ancestral diet of their animal foods that they ate for thousands of years. As soon as they start eating the kibble, as soon as they start eating the bullshit uh, foods that you want them to eat, as soon as they remove their animal foods from their diet, they get obese, their teeth fall out. They get cancers, they get diabetes, and they die just like everybody else on the Western diets. Not, not only that, they, they, they have it worse because the West has 10,000 years of a Neolithic agriculture where we've developed certain adaptations to some of the junk. You can handle uh, the, a lot of it, huh? Mm. Yeah, the, like the Native Americans, as soon as they were put on the reservations, like their diabetes rate just went through the roof because they have no ancestral immunity to the poisons in our foods. And so we've actually, in the you know certain cultures, developed an immunity over tens of thousands of years. It's not perfect, but it's enough for some people to somewhat adapt. But the Inuits and the Aborigines, there's documentaries about the Aborigines and how horrific you know, they are on their food desert diets where they just have these local gas stations and processed foods. And none of them are truly Aborigines. These Inuits are not truly Inuit. Yeah. They've been, they're being completely destroyed. They're several they're generations gone. deep in eating this shitty food that has nothing to do with their, uh, with their local the habitation, that has nothing to do with their culture, that they are not used to. And none of us can handle the foods that Mick the Vegan is proposing we all eat. None of us can handle eating a diet primarily based on legumes and soy. None of us can eat that diet. Look at you, Mike. 10,000 years of... 10,000 years of starvation and struggle, eventually we will mutate and we will adapt. But that in no means makes it optimal. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't even think that. I think, I mean, when you see what's happening now, the birth rates are going down, the fertility rates are plummeting, the, uh, the suicide rates are insane. Um, it's, I, I, I don't even think, I think it's just the longer we go, the more fucked we get. 
Oh, I agree. But the, and, but the thing is, the reverse is, op, is true as well. Like, I think that we have the capacity to revert back to our evolutionary modes. And uh, if we turn the ship around and embrace these evolutionary foods, these animal foods, whole, raw foods that are indigenous to our own environments, then we can turn on those ancestral genes and we can regain some of that health and vitality that people are lacking today. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would put it differently. I'm very critical of the evolutionary worldview. I think it's, I think, evolutionary as far as, uh, you know, the transmutation of species and all this. I think it's a completely false paradigm, not to, not to nitpick what you said, but uh, I agree that if we do, if we go back to the foods that we can handle, that we can eat, that our body can digest... We're going to function better. And you see that, right? You see that with dudes like you. Your health was not so good. You, you changed your lifestyle and your diet, and now your health is better. I mean, it's simple. It's freaking simple for a lot of us. It's like, I feel like shit. I deteriorate when I eat this way. But if I eat this way, I function. I can live. It's... Yeah. And uh, I'd love to maybe on a future podcast debate evolution because it's yeah. a fascinating subject. And I agree that the Darwinianism, as they're told is completely fraudulent. I believe that there's yeah. there's other mechanisms involved and it, it, I mean it, we can it, obviously we, we obviously there's such there's such thing as adaptation, right? There is obviously yeah. such thing, thing as adaptation, but um uh yeah, no, we're not going to do speciation. There's no such thing yeah. as speciation. That's unproven. That's you know, an unscientific thing, but um yeah, I'm not yeah, I don't, I don't want to have we don't have to debate it right now. Let's let's hear let's hear what he goes with the Inuit thing because Look at this is 1989 to 2003. That's not an ancestral Inuit diet. As uh, you know, he, he's trying to. What he's trying to do is trying to debunk the people who talk about the Inuit as an example of people who lived healthily off of a meat-based diet. When you read somebody like Stephenson, who wrote the book *The Fat of the Land*, he lived with the Inuit for years. He lived on ten years on nothing but raw meat. He's got some suet right there. Look at that. That looks like really good suet. That actually looks like good fat. You said you, you said you're having a hard time finding good animals, but this does look very good meat. I guy. found one. You found one. I gotta go down the guy who, who had the farm. I got yeah. an address, and that's my next journey. Nice. But yeah, if I can get this stuff, this is the stomach fat lining off of a mature yeah, sheep. It's the best. And I'll eat a half a pound of this a day, and I've been doing it for years. And if fat's so bad for you, you'd think I'd be dead by now. But here I am. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you're, you're no, you're no Mike the vegan, but you look all right. Um, but we've, yeah. What, what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah, the Inuit, right? So he's he's using a straw man of modern Inuit, right? Well, that, that's that's like looking at a you know the, the modern Lakota, right? I mean, some of these tribes in the U.S. and the North uh, North America were living exclusively off of bison, off of buffalo. These dudes were over six feet tall. They were massive and strong. The Europeans were amazed at their resilience and strength. They said that they would chase down horses. They would chase down horses, jump on them, take the rider down off of the horse and dominate them. These people were incredibly physically adept and lived a very uh, animal, or what is it? Their diet was completely animal based. They just followed the buffalo around. So that's like saying, "Oh, look at look at these guys now. They obviously are sick and dying. Look at the Indian reservations now. This is what you're looking at. You're looking at basically the equivalent of Indians on a reservation, and you're going to tell us that oh, their health is not perfect and peak. Look at they're still dying young, and they have shit health, and their teeth are shitty." This is not our argument. What we're saying, when we point to the Inuit, we're talking about the work of guys like Weston A. Price. Right? Weston A. Price, who uh, wrote one of the most important, uh, 
I would say, history and anthropology books of the 20th century. His book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. He visited the Inuit, documented the superb health of the Inuit, and showed many examples of, in many different tribes, uh, not just the Inuit, many examples of where you have one sibling who is eating the traditional diet. The traditional indigenous diet of the Inuit was based in some areas on mostly caribou and other areas it was mostly seal meat. Depending on the area, it was different, but it was all animal foods for most of them. Some of them would eat like a little bit of berries now and then, very little intake of any plant foods. Um, they had superb health, and there were often cases where one sibling ate the uh, native diet and was in perfect health, had perfect jaw formation. Didn't uh, The women had wide hips and were easily giving birth. They didn't have a lot of pain and difficulties in childbirth. But the first, within one generation of feeding the Western diet of the imported grains, the cereals, the jams, the marmalades, the sugar, all the imported preserved foods, right? the low quality, what he called foods of commerce, what well, Western name Price called the foods of commerce, he would have a sibling where they were eating the foods of commerce. The other sibling was eating the native diet. The sibling eating the foods of commerce had messed up teeth, uh, were more prone to disease, uh, narrower birth canals on the women, which made meant more difficulty giving birth, uh, improper facial development and development of the jaw, um, uh, more bone fractures, all this stuff. That is what we're talking about. We're not talking about the Inuit right now because most of the Inuit right now are eating the shit diet the Western diet. So, all right, Mick the Vegan, completely, completely misrepresenting it. Let's, uh, let's listen to what he has to say, though. Surrounding population, obviously, it's meat and exposure to extreme temperatures and socioeconomic status, but it's not looking good for the support of meat. And from this study of half a million people on meat and mortality, they conclude that... Look, I found this one study... <laughs> They found one prospective study. Come on. May increase risk of mortality, of cardiovascular disease mortality. Okay, so. Cardiovascular disease. Because of cholesterol. Mortality, cancer mortality, and CVD mortality. Looking at red meat in particular, which is not even as carcinogenic as processed meat, both carcinogens, though. We're talking about a. No, 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 no. Both declared to be possible carcinogens by the WHO, which is completely illegitimate organization. So I would I would go ahead and disagree with you there, Mickey boy. Thirty percent increased mortality for high versus low consumption. We're talking twenty percent increased cancer death, twenty-five to fifty percent increased cardiovascular death for men and women, respectively. So, ouch. As a variable in actual studies, yes, meat does not look good in terms of longevity. And this is where we have Here's to ask- One study. <laughs> Here's one study. How much meat is Hong Kong actually eating? There's no doubt that they're eating a larger amount, but where do they actually land? Well, Beef Magazine, of course, puts them at the highest up around nearly 700 grams a day, which is like almost carnivore <laughs> diet level. No, of course they didn't- No, that's- so 700, average 700 grams a day per person as the per capita meat consumption. That's super high, right? And when you look at a country like India where they don't eat any meat, where many people don't eat any meat, where mostly vegetarian, their health is abysmal. They have the shittiest health and they're dying younger and they have huge uh, problems with diabetes, cancer, and, uh, and all sorts of these degenerative diseases that come along with these, um, these plant-based kibble diets 
that are low in nutrition, low in high quality animal foods that would displace these other shitty foods that you're displacing them with. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, Go ahead. it's unfortunate that uh, people like this guy are probably the people who are on the inside of the who and are making the recommendations. Do you ever have that consideration oh, yeah. that the, the so-called experts, these faceless bureaucrats that are dictating all this are probably just a bunch of these guys right here? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, they're, they're uh, puffed up on their own pride. They're all high on their own supply. They think that they're, uh, they think they reckon themselves to be very clever. And uh, what you're looking at is educated fools who are, Basically, um, you know, spiritual castrados who have uh, no conscience and don't care about anything but their own, but people's perception of them, right? Like this, this is kind of the the politician's mind state. It's just all about appearances and yeah, they paper over everything with uh, with these false studies, these uh, straw man arguments, and it's just a complete paper tiger. Yeah. And there's nothing behind it. There's, it's all just smoke and mirrors. It's not even that. Like, it's not even convincing. Like, once you researched and you actually did your own personal research, a lot of that, those papers are just faulty on their face. And you can't debate these people because they won't debate you. And uh, they just put up that front. And that's all it is. It's just a huge front they yeah. put in before the whole world. And then that's what's perpetrated by the, the organizations and the bureaucracies that are pushing that worldview. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's hey, crazy. Can I interject and ask you guys a question? Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? Yeah. Well, so you guys believe eating a diet pertinent to, you know, like good foods that your ancestors ate, right? Uh, not necessarily what your ancestors ate. Foods you can digest. We need animal foods. Okay. I'm not worried about I'm not, I don't care what your grandma ate. I just want you to be able to be healthy and not, not be... Uh, not be dying from degenerative diseases that you don't need to be suffering from due to nutritional yeah. deficiencies. Well, you and think like uh, certain adaptations have been made for, you know, different races compared to one another. So I, if that's the case, I was wondering what you guys would think about people who are mixed race or like someone like me, who's basically an ethnic mutant with like seven different races in there. Uh, Eat what you can you, digest, you know? man. Eat what you can digest. Eat what you... Yeah, you know I mean, there are a lot of people who are like a lot of a lot of uh, Asians are they they're like lactose intolerant, right? They they don't tolerate pasteurized milk really well. So I mean, there are there definitely are uh, you know, sensitivities that can change between races. But yeah, I, I think it's just you you find what you can digest, you eat what you digest well, and um, I mean nobody doesn't digest meat very yes. well. Right? Uh- yeah, I'm an advocate for a more instinctive approach. I take a very pragmatic view of it. What you're personally able to tolerate is probably different from many, many other people. So there is no one universal, and even for races, and people of the same race still have different tolerances, you know, just based on many different conditions, you know. So uh, you can't have this uh, one size fits all, but you can use your instinct. And so what you do is you develop a sense of taste and the way I found is to strip the diet down strip it down to bare basics maybe even do some intermittent fasting and then after like a two or three day fast like use uh, awareness like what does your body crave and what what kind of foods 
do you feel like you'd want to eat coming out of the fast? And then, yeah, just try a couple different foods and, and don't just, you know, go into normal eating habits. Like I, I like to try just coming out of a fast and just eat a piece of meat yeah, and see if it, it agrees with you. And then uh, build from there and then add different foods back in and then give it time. And then if you can see your body's reaction, oh, I didn't feel very good after yeah. that. And just kind mm-hmm. of make a mental note. I For mean, sure. And that, that's do- a way more, that's a much more practical approach than like, okay, I'm, you know, I've got, I've got genes from Africa, Asia, you know, Northern European. So I, I should eat cod liver oil and bush meat. And, you know, it's like, you, you can't, you can't really design a diet around what you think your ancestors ate. Because first of all, a lot of it's speculation, right? We're not mm-hmm. observing what these people were eating even 200, 300 years ago. It's like, we're going by historical records. We're going by fossil records. All this is open to interpretation. So I think it's relevant to look at like recent cultures or even like, you know, I mean, it's like, what did your grandma like to eat? Right? Like, was your grandma healthy? What was her diet like? You know, that might give you some clues. Um, and it's just, it really comes down to like, what do you digest? What do you enjoy? And how do you feel best? Like, do you feel best? Eat, and most people are going to feel best eating a significant amount of their diet coming from animal foods, right? Whether that be from, uh, from beef or mutton, um, but red meat's, red meat's crucial. Animal foods are crucial. And if you strip it down, like Derek said, to the bare essentials, and some people, when they wreck their health on a vegan diet, ended up doing that. They end up going carnivore to try to get to be able to digest foods again. And then they start adding from there. So I think, yeah, like the gaps approach to seeing um, what you can digest is a good way of going about it. That's one way of doing an elimination diet. A full-on carnivore diet is... Basically, it's a lot like the GAPS approach, except most people that are promoting carnivore are saying, oh, you just, just keep eating carnivore. But I'm really big on seeing what you can handle, not against plant foods, right? I mean, they're, they're very affordable. Um, and if you can digest them, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic to include some plant foods if you can handle them. So there's no one-size-fits-all. There's no like magical template. And I think we should try to stay away from too much speculation on what you know, people were eating in the past and concern ourselves with what can we eat that we can digest, that we can produce locally, that we can um, regenerate the land with as well and create opportunities for ourselves and our children to continue harvesting those good foods and, uh, and focus on those. Yeah. And there's a, there's something else too with the, the, the gut biome and our ancestral mm-hmm. gut biome was so diverse. These people I mean, we were speculating, but I'm sure there was no refrigeration. I'm sure there was no, you know, meat uh, locker where they could keep everything 100% sterile. So, you know, a lot of them ate aged meats, and they had a, a robust microbiome like that of a lot of scavenging animals. That where you can see where hyenas and vultures and other uh, scavengers had, had a gut that could pretty much break down anything. And so if you build up that gut microbiome to a point where you, you can pretty much digest a wide variety of foods without problem. And the only problem is like now modern society, sterilized food, everything's irradiated and nobody does fermented foods. And if they do, they're like fermented pasteurized foods. So is that truly fermented foods? So there's all these uh, other uh, factors that go into what you can personally digest. But building up that microbiome, and it's something that doesn't happen overnight. 
and something that you have to work on and even experiment with. And yeah, some experiments don't turn out well. You know, you're trying to do too much sauerkraut or fermented vegetables. It never really worked right for me. So, you know, I do aged meats and that's a, that's a tough thing for some people to swallow. The idea that you can just dry age some liver or some, let some meat hang in the fridge for a couple months and, and eat it to build up a, a microbiome that works well with the carnivore diet and different microbiomes work different for different diets. And I'm a believer of this, uh, pleomorphism. It's a type of theory that the, the organism is evoked by the environment. Like, so if you build it, they will come the type of foods you bring into your stomach that the microflora will have to adjust and to adapt in order to, to build that ecosystem. So you have to really work on building that ecosystem up, you know, feeding those microbes that will produce the butyrate, that will produce the precursors to the neurotransmitters that are essential for for overall health and well-being. Right, you know, and we, and we can't do that like in a theoretical way. It's more, right, like you said earlier, it's it's intuitively, right? You, you're eating the foods that you can digest. Yeah. You're seeing yeah, how it makes it. you feel. You're seeing how your gut reacts to it. You're seeing how your physiology reacts to what you put in and then you make adjustments as necessary so i think that's really good advice man yeah from the gut let me feel it mike what do you think mike the vegan let's hear what mike the vegan has to say actually cite anything for that figure but but throughout the article they randomly highlight text that you would think might lead to a citation but actually leads you to an endless labyrinth of pseudoscientific propaganda yeah, so, he, so he cherry picks through this beef article again oh the, the beef article is bad the highest published number that i could find was from this paper actually calling for hong kong to lower their meat consumption for their environmental footprint and they said it was around about 500 grams which was their estimate they cite this report <laughs> <I don't, laughs> all right so we got a 15 minute video. i'm not even gonna finish this man this guy we've got people who are eating on average on average he said what do you say 500 grams another estimate was 700 grams of meat per day right and they're living longer than people in other countries that are eating far less meat and here's his cope on trying to explain why oh look at that look at that look at jack here's here's the cope you gotta get a quick pump no pump Hashtag no pump. Um, not even flexing. Um, this is just, it's a cope video. This is what it is, a cope video. And Mick the Vegan, you, you haven't even given us a legitimate argument yet. You're just trying to pick apart and make people doubt. Oh, well, man, this beef article, they don't really show any site sources. Or maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of that. Why don't you just be honest with yourself? Actually explore the data. Compare some data points. Um, and, and give your audience an honest explanation rather than a uh, you know frantic debunk where you're obsessively trying to uh, to squash out the possibility that people can live long, healthy, happy lives while eating meat, which is what people have been doing for thousands of years. What you're doing is brand new, Mick the Vegan. This is an experiment. What you're doing right now, malnourishing yourself in your ethical starvation diet, right? What you're doing right now, this is something that is completely new to humanity. This is something that is completely new to you. And uh, I guess I know you have like a girlfriend or a wife or something, right? Uh, You and your wife, and if you guys ever try to have a kid, 
I fucking hope you start eating animal foods. I really hope that you aren't stupid enough to try to have a child on your stupid, malnourished, ethical starvation soy boy diet. You are putting your future progeny at great risk of developing serious cognitive deficits, serious neurodevelopmental issues, and serious immune system function issues due to the lack of nutrition that you're giving yourself and you're, like, you probably call her a partner, right? You're the kind of guy who, you have a partner. You don't have a wife. You don't have a girlfriend. You have a partner, right? So if you guys ever try to have a baby, you fucking better eat some meat, dude. Because you guys will be screwed. I can see it in you, man. I, I can see it in your eyes. You look tired as hell, dude. You look haggard. My last name is Haggard, and you look more haggard than me, man. So Mick the Vegan, hey, you can come on. You want to debate sometime, Mick the Vegan? We can actually talk about whatever it is you try to talk about for the next eight minutes of your, uh, of your sassy little, uh, little rant video. But um, yeah, come on, come on the show sometime. We can do a debate. We can talk about your, um, your claims here. Uh, I, I know you'll never do it. I know you probably won't even respond to this. But yeah, Mick, you, you're welcome to come on and... Uh, no, it's just, you, you stop malnourishing yourself, dude. Stop trying to sell starvation to your audience. Um, you're full of shit. I'm moving on from you now. Well, yeah, I, I think a lot of the vegans get caught up in uh, like the sunk cost fallacy where basically they're so uh, indebted and they've gone around speaking to like all of their family members, all their friends, extended family about how great veganism is that if they were ever to come across contradictive evidence – they're already thinking about how they can disprove it instead yeah. of openly looking at it because if they were to realize that they're wrong, you know, how much uh, – it's kind of like me when I was vegan for a year. I went back to everyone that I tried to convert to veganism and I apologized and said I was stupid. Mm. But I wonder if, uh, mm. you know, some of these vegans would have that sort of integrity or if they just have too much pride to be able to do something well, like Well, I mean that. look at somebody like John Venus who like he left veganism. They came after him so hard, right? They got him fired from his uh, – what's this called? His sponsors. They got rid of his sponsors. They attacked him and his family on the internet for so long. They gaslit that dude into actually trying to come back to veganism. His whole income went away. Like his – all of his money dried up. And now he's back groveling to the vegans. Oh, he's plant-based now, right? I'm plant-based. So it's – yeah, these – it's uh, it's sad, but these people like Mick the Vegan, they base their whole life around this. Like this dude's identity is wrapped up in this. I mean however many years he's been doing this. I don't, I'm not a huge Mick the Vegan fan, so I don't know how long he's been on YouTube. But, you know, I mean his, his money, his persona, his – view of you know the way he sees himself it's all through the lens of this um this vegan identity this false identity so it's hard to break through that shell it's really yeah difficult. especially when you're like monetarily relying on veganism too for you and your family yeah. it's like how do you ever come out and say you're wrong about it because then you're uh jeopardizing yourself and your family yeah that's why i kind of i respect people like bobby who came out you know, who, who were vegan and then came out against it because it takes a lot of balls to do something like that. Well, this is why they hate him wrong. too. They hate him more than anything. He's the ultimate, he's the ultimate heretic because he dares speak the truth, right? There's nobody who, there's these people, these muzzled vegans, they fucking hate when somebody releases their chains. They hate to see an ex-vegan eating meat and feeling better. I mean, they're miserable. Like these people are miserable. There's so many studies too. I mean, just going back one more time to make the vegans thing about uh, oh, the meat's so bad, meat is so bad. 
these people that try to demonize things like cholesterol, but low cholesterol is highly associated with violence. Low cholesterol is associated with psychiatric disorders. Right? High cholesterol tied to lower breast cancer risk. High cholesterol associated with longevity, right? People in Japan, centenarians, they all have high cholesterol. Right? Here's a BBC Future article came out the other day, uh, it was earlier this year. January 2020, the medications that change who we are. They've been linked to road rage, pathological gambling, and complicated acts of fraud. <laughs> yeah, we see that in the vegan YouTubers. Except they're, they're, they're simpletons. They're fraud simpletons. But some make us less neurotic, and others may even shape our social relationships. It turns out many ordinary medications don't just affect our bodies. They affect our brains. Why? And, there should, be, and should there be warnings on packets... That's BBC. So they're talking about in this article how statins are changing people and fucking them up. So there's a case study, patient five in his late 50s, went on a trip to his doctor, got on a statin, and then he started becoming unreasonable, quote, explosively angry and out of nowhere developed a tendency for road rage. During one memorable episode, he warned his family to keep away lest he put them in hospital. So, I mean, these people are freaking out. And this isn't just like, oh, that's just one guy. That's just one guy. No, uh, low cholesterol is associated. Low cholesterol, where to go? I've got a bunch of articles here. Low cholesterol is highly associated with risk-seeking behavior. Right? I mean, you're starving, so you're going to do stupid shit. Risk-seeking behavior, behavior, violence, depression, and suicide. Here's a study. 18 recent papers selected uh, uh, looking at low cholesterol. And the idea that cholesterol plays an important role in governing behavior and psychopathology in humans was explored. Right? So they found that low cholesterol is highly associated with things like violent crime. Right? Low cholesterol. You got low C. Yeah. Instead of low T, you got low C. Well, that low cholesterol is what the backbone of testosterone. Exactly, they're co- I mean they're commingled. I mean, if you're low in uh, cholesterol and you're a male, all your hormones you are going to be screwed. Got much testosterone going on either. All your hormones are screwed. You're low in cholesterol. Your hormones are screwed, right? Vitamin we, D. We see exactly yeah. vitamin D, which is not not a vitamin, as you know. It's a hormone. It's, it's a hormone, yeah. Involved in calcium um, homeostasis, and we know that vegans have more bone fractures, more hip fractures, especially among older population, right? Vegetarians and vegans, people who eat less meat, break bones more. So this freaking jack-off, he knows this. Just a few weeks ago, that article was making the rounds about the increased risk of fracture among vegans and vegetarians. This dude is probably aware because I've been pointing this out for years, that low cholesterol is associated with suicide attempts, depression, anxiety disorder, and all sorts of psychiatric disorders. Mm -hmm. So you're going to tell me that meat is bad, that cholesterol is bad, yet when you have low cholesterol, you die more of all causes, right? People who have heart attacks, people with low cholesterol still have heart attacks, and they die more than people with high cholesterol. People with high cholesterol survive the cardiovascular um, events. They survive the heart attacks more than people with low cholesterol. He knows, he knows that there have been studies that have shown that vegans have more bone fractures, more hip fractures. Yeah, he's going to come over here and parade around and pretend like meat intake is not associated with longevity. And then he's going to make the argument, the super dishonest argument that, oh, well, they're just living longer because they're rich, because they have money. Well, hey, because they have money and because they're rich, that means they naturally will eat more animal foods. Everybody who has better income, 
who has access to animal foods will self-select good quality animal foods over low nutrition grains and kibble. So yeah, maybe there's a certain there might be certain people who because they have access to money will live longer, but they're also eating more meat because they have access to money. You dishonest prick, Mick the vegan. So this uh, there's so many ways that he's dishonest and um yeah, it's I was going to say that maybe a maybe low C is a is a primary factor in cognitive dissonance. I mean, where's the study for that? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm ready to to publish my studies because yeah. I've been investigating this for years, and you can just see it. The people with the low C obviously have the highest levels of cognitive dissonance, and they just don't see why. Why would people, if they have money and resources, choose? To eat animal foods. I mean, what's wrong with these people? No, they're just, they, they, they don't they, know they, yet that they could buy the Beyond Burger and the Beyond Burger is better uh, for Michelle them. Michelle Law is a PP in the Poo Poo Advocate. What? <laughs> All right, I got, I got some super chats here. Um, you you, you want to? You have any more points to make on that one, Big Derek? Oh no, I mean it's just, it, it should speak for itself. The fact that they just go on and on and they can't seem to realize. Well, why would people want to eat meat? And why? why would people, if given the choice and if given the resources, would choose animal foods? And it's it would seem obvious that there's something in those foods that they need yeah. and that their bodies require, and they just won't face that. And then you can't really debate or discuss with people that won't face those basic realities. Yeah. Well, I think well, the- they'll just straw man it and say it's either you know taste pleasure or just having a flesh fetish. Yeah. Freely says. Yeah. You're just a mean, violent, selfish meanie. It's so stupid. Guilty, guilty as charged. Right. I mean, and maybe that's a value judgment. But it's funny so because it's a projection well, because these people with low cholesterol, they're more depressed, they're more violent, they're more angry, and they have psychiatric disorders at a higher rate. So it's like it's funny how much these people project. Um, you know, you brought up there's something that came to mind. You mentioned like you know people self-selecting when they have money to get good quality animal foods. And another, another one of these vegans, this young lady named Earthling Ed, um, she, had this, she had this video, I think she was talking about how people who have less money only want to eat meat because they see it as a status symbol. And like, what kind of co- what kind of stupid <laughs> explain like oh the only reason these poor people when they're given money will buy meat is because they're just so stupid that they want to be like the rich people who they think eat more meat that was his argument it's like dude no because they want meat starving <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they learned anything from the the legends of Robin Hood where it was illegal to hunt in the king's forest. And you have these malnourished peasants on the verge of starvation that are willing to wit- risk their lives yeah. to hunt. Yeah. And if they're caught, they would be killed. But, but, and yet they still risk their lives so that they could procure enough meat to avoid starvation and malnutrition. Well, you know what's <laughs> funny, too, is like that's, that, that's kind of the, the Robin Hood story and, uh, and how it's, it's portrayed in films now. Like that's, that's the narrative. But when you look at like, like peasants – in under in under feudal systems had more rights than we have now and they had more free time than, than we have now and they had more they had better um the better quality of life and they worked less hours than we do now like we we look down on them but it's like i mean in under the czar the russian peasantry well, was was highly 
was very, very satisfied, and they lived a very good life, and they had space, and they had land, and they had a lot of time on their hands too. So, yeah, and we're told that oh, that's a terrible way to live to have to like grow your own food, um, and and all. Oh, they're so it's so sad that they had to live in the woods, and these people had to live <laughs> live away from the big, beautiful cities that we live in now. No, no, no. Those peasants were happier, more fulfilled, and uh, and healthier than we are. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I, I, I don't know, Tristan. That sounds like a lot worse of a life to live than uh, playing video games for twelve hours straight and having seventy tabs of hentai open. Oh, it sounds that sounds like hell to me, man. Seventy hours of video games and, and hentai, dude. Yeah, I know I someone that likes that. With the stories, the storylines that we read, it requires drama. So we don't really hear about the periods of history where people lived in balance and harmony because they were so busy living their own lives and enjoying themselves, they didn't bother to write history. So I believe that there were periods of time, peace, and prosperity oh, a lot of it. where even under the feudal system that they had their own chickens, they had their own livestock. Maybe they, they had to work four hours or so a day for the That's, that's why you had the Bolshevik Revolution because it was a time of peace and prosperity. Russia was mm-hmm. doing very, very well, and they were industrializing really quickly. They had the rail system set up before anyone else in Europe. So the British crown essentially leveraged and funded the Anglo crowd. I mean, a lot of people in the U.S. also funded the Bolshevik Revolution. Uh, but it, that was it was weaponized against them after this great time, you know, the relative peace and prosperity. And it ended up breeding that decadence and that revolutionary spirit that – uh, that, that festers in the human heart, that satanic, Luciferian, revolutionary spirit that wants to overthrow uh, the, the order and, and put themselves on the throne of God, that, uh, that it reared its ugly head in the Bolshevik Revolution and destroyed all of that. And, um, yeah, and it's back. Here we go. Now it's we got bad. the global. Now we got the globo homo techno uh, techno fascist Bolshevik revolution, where they're melding together all the worst aspects of fascism, worst aspects of communism, mm-hmm. and the worst aspects of the West, the worst aspects of um, of all these systems, and trying to leverage those for control over us. So we have a choice. We can either accept that, or we can tell these people to screw up. We can either accept that or we can stand up and say, no, we're going to live our lives. We're going to open our churches. We're not going to submit to this, uh, you know, this freaking satanic, godless, uh, hateful uh, global technocracy that hates all cultures, that hates people, that wants to mar and destroy the image and likeness of God, mask it, muzzle it, chain it, and enslave it. We have a choice. Should we relinquish our land? Should we relinquish our rights to live as human beings, to produce our own food, to live with our families, to go to church. This is one aspect of it, right? The foods you eat, the foods you choose to eat, that's important. But it's getting to the point where these people are making it to where we're not, they don't want us to have a choice, right? And if you don't have a choice on whether you're going to eat meat or not, if it's just waiting for your kibble rations, then our health, our cultures, our future, our children, we're all doomed to be, to be enslaved, so I think, um, yeah, I think. So right now, right now we work on contingency plans. The idea that we can still network together, use the power, use the technology to fortify ourselves. Yeah. Because it's a game of attrition. We can hold out, and their system will fall apart eventually. And then the the people who are still genetically intact and still viable will come out of the rubble and rebuild like we've always done. And all we got to do is is hold out, build our fortitude up. 
gather the others, anyone else who wants to join, and then we can we can ride this out. Well, that's the thing is we got to create we we got to work on local food production networks, right? I mean, uh, you know, in your local area, procuring food, producing our own food. Whether you have a you know backyard and you got rabbits or guinea pigs or chickens, right? These are all viable things. You could you could raise rabbits and you can feed it stuff that you just forage for in your local environment. You can have a meat source right there. We've got to get more. Self-sufficient in our local environments, we've got to create resilient communities. We have to create networks of um, – uh, uh, we, we've got to create real communities. That's really what it's about. And, yeah, we can, you know, we can use technology to connect with each other, but these people want us to want to lock us in our homes and have it to where we only connect like this, right? Like this is good, but this isn't – we can't just do this. Right, we got to be out there in our real communities. We got to be like Derek. You know, Derek's been butchering in his backyard for a long time now. Derek, Derek might be having to set up a. You might be doing mobile butchery speakeasies or something in the in the near future. Who knows? To keep to keep people fed and to keep people sane, right? Like, so we do have we do have to uh, to take steps. We got to take steps to uh, to build real communities to actually have skills ourselves. Some of us have to learn skills from the ground up. Some of us didn't grow up with many of these skills at all. But we got to learn these basic skills. We got to be able to provide food for our families and uh, and protect our local communities and and uh, and that's what it's about. And we got to speak up against this shit. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Great Reset stuff. This fourth industrial revolution takeover. This uh, consolidation of our food supply. We got to push back against it. We got to stop letting them lock us down, and we got to live our lives. Um, but let me let me come over here. I got some super chats. I meant to read these earlier, but I got I got uh, I got a little bit distracted. So I got to go back here. Okay, the art of truth and love showed came back about an hour ago, but then took off. The art of truth and love. Thank you so much. Art of truth and love threw another big fat super chat. Says uh, for twenty five bucks and Streamlabs says we all know what COVID means. Certificate of vaccination ID nineteen, but they will say it mutated in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Oh, the mutations, the mutations. These people will not stop until we say, no, we're done. We're done. All right, so uh, we're, our, go ahead. You were talking about how uh, uh, the vegans will hold on to their ideology. I mean, even after it's, it's uh, crashing and burning all around them, they, mm. just, they can't admit that they were wrong. Yeah. Well, think about all the people who have bought onto this and that are totally they're, – they're, Isolating themselves from their family, they're, they're shaming up people for wearing masks. Insane. And imagine them trying to do a 180 and say, "Oh my, I think we're, we messed up." There's so many millions of people that are so far into it; they bought on so hard yeah. that they can't turn it around. And so that's what we're faced right with right now. But they're that like they're like neutralized. People. Those they're like they're not even they're not in any game right and that's that's what these people want if you the best enemy is an enemy that's not even going to fight you that doesn't even understand that they're being attacked that's what you want from your enemy you want an enemy if you're in war want to no return yeah. i mean there yeah there's people i think that are truly gone to it and any report about any new mutation it, oh there's a new mutation so we got to lock down oh Oh, for six more weeks, or like the biological weapon groundhog, or something. You know, oh, we yeah. got six more weeks of dark winter. Yeah, and yeah. They just what... throw out these words and you just repeat it enough. Yeah, most people, most people are just they'll just take it, right? But I mean, those. I mean, who you know, you let let the let the birds nibble their kibble and um, and, and focus on people that are really ready to do something, right? 
Right, and, and we're out there. And, uh, yeah, there's groups around here. Uh, there's a MAFA group. It's uh, Make Americans Free Again. There you go. And it's actually from a, sort of by a, a more vegetarian-based doctor out of Ohio. Nice. And with, with legal challenges uh, against the health departments of Ohio, and they're setting up legal funds. They're stopping. They're keeping businesses open against government orders. We are doing it here, like in the grassroots level. And there's people that from all around, like the local health food store uh, lady that uh, wouldn't shut down, wouldn't wear masks. Yeah, yeah. got to support those people. You know, support those businesses that don't shut down. Support the businesses that have the sign that says "fuck the mask." Right. That's what we got to do. Uh, and there's restaurants that are still open against governor's yes, orders. Support like, them. And, and the, and the police won't uh, enforce some of these laws, so we, we talk to the local police, get them. So when they get yeah. the tattletale calls, you know, they just – This is what you need. People, people need to go to their sheriff. People need to go. They got to find out who – if you don't know who your sheriff is, you live in the U.S., you better figure out who your sheriff is, right? You got to go to your sheriff. You got to go to your local police. You got to make relationships with them. Don't wait for them to come to your house. Go to them. Talk to them about what you're concerned with. They might have some of the same concerns. They might in their they might just unconsciously have some of the same concerns, and then you speaking about it makes them feel like, hey, I can talk about this. Cool. Yeah, I, I do notice this. Or yeah, you know, I, I do think this is freaking bullshit. So go talk to the cops. Go talk to your local. I mean, you we people need to be, uh, know who their sheriff is and have a relationship with their sheriff. That's a very very important position in the U.S. at least. Um, so yeah, yeah, good point, Derek. We got another super and chat. And if you have a globalist sheriff, or if you're in a situation like I am in Kentucky, where the Attorney General Daniel Daniel Cameron yeah. is the lapdog of Mitch McConnell, then what you do is you talk to the ones under them, and yes. then you put pressure on the people, the, the local deputies. Like yeah. so, even if you're in a situation where you're in one of these uh, uh, cities that's run by the Soros operatives. There's still people on the lower levels that are really the ones yeah. involved in enforcement of the bureaucracy. So you just have to reach out to them in, in whatever capacity, on whatever level of the chain of command. Just reach out to those people in your community because they are people. And a lot of them aren't complete puppets, and they will you know, listen if, if you can make sense a sensible argument and if you can reach yeah. out to them in an earnest and sincere way. Just do it. I mean, now's not the time to cower in your house and be silent. There you go. Like they want us to. Don't just sit down and shut up. You know, get out there and talk to your talk to your community, talk to your freaking sheriffs, talk to your police, talk to your sheriff's deputies. Thank you, man. That's great points. <laughs> the Art of Truth and Love through another twenty five buck. Um, Streamlabs super chat says so true, Tristan. It's world communism coming to face. Yeah, so the worst aspects of the communist system, the worst aspects of capitalism melded together. That's the great reset. That's stakeholder capitalism. It's global technocracy. Um, it, it's, it's awful, and we don't want it. We shouldn't accept it. Um, Beirut's farmer donated five bucks, says, get this. They're going to collect taxes for this year, too. What's your problem, Beirut's farmer? You're just trying to make me scream and yell again? Cowatarian donated five bucks, says, happy holidays, solstice, new year. Thank you, Cowatarian. I appreciate that. Um, hope your uh, hope next year is great for you, and hope you're able to continue your cowitarian lifestyle. Rickaroll donated five bucks, didn't even say anything. Beirut's farmer donated another five bucks, says pull ups, rage rants, truth. You guys just fulfilling that toxic masculinity trope. <laughs> Eat more soy. I guess yeah. I didn't even realize it. We had Derek over here like flexing. That was really that was really uh, over the line, man. Too much masculinity. Yeah, you busted out like fifty pull-ups. 
did like he did like a, he did a hundred he did one set of a hundred pull ups and then came over and flexed on us. I can do thirty. You can do a set of thirty. Isn't bad for an old man, dude. No, thirty's legit, man. Thirty's really yeah. good. I struggled to get. Oh, you do supinated grip thirty. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can do the other grip about twenty five or so. I can, yeah. I can, wow. I can switch. I can probably get for another twenty five or so, but I don't want to overload the stream. You don't. You, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to get us kicked off YouTube for that without all that toxic masculinity. You might infect some of the viewers with it, and they might. You know, they might hurt somebody. Yeah, so. I got to be careful. I did, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I could do 30, man. I think I did five sets of 10 chin-ups earlier. But, uh, yeah, 30 would be, I think I could hit 20. I mean, maybe the, the day after tomorrow I'll try. I'll see if I can, uh, see if I can tap your 30, man. That's, uh, that's a good goal. That's a great goal. Hey, guys, everybody in the chat, I want to thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for watching, uh, for hitting the thumbs up, for sharing, subscribing. Uh, if you, those things do help, right? Like the, the thumbs up and stuff, even though YouTube is just going to remove, if you subscribe, they'll just unsubscribe you eventually anyways, but make sure you're still subscribed, the bell notification stuff. Supposedly it helps with the algorithm, but I don't know if you're shadow banned, it seems like you're just screwed. So, um, yeah, uh, everybody, thank you for hanging out. Thank you guys for watching Derek Nance. Uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor having you on dude. You uh, you always bring some uh, some great knowledge for the uh, for the folks here, and I appreciate what you do and, and what you stand for, and uh, and I like your dang overalls. I gotta say, I do like uh, I like me some good overalls, and um, those look well worn, and uh, and I I trust the man who wears overalls. So, got Derek Nancy. Got... I've killed many a mutton in these. Uh oh, those are those are uh, big mean overalls. Those are non-vegan overalls. Uh, but we we appreciate what you do, Tristan. Like you give a voice to people like us. Even though like I don't have a channel I, that I add to, I don't do streams. You're really the only show I talk to, so you yeah. really add a voice out there, and I, I really appreciate what you do. And I'm gonna keep in touch with you, and maybe it's come January when I get back from DC, you know, we'll talk more. Yeah. I might even have to send an emergency signal out to you, regardless of what I'm involved in here, because it's just. It's getting crazy. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to do what I can and be legal and be peaceful, but speak my mind and stand my ground no matter what. And yeah. I know you're going to do the same. And I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. I, I, uh, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking nothing to my arm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking your freaking pass, your new passport. I'm not taking your universal basic income. I don't want your handouts. I don't want your fucking $600. I don't want that shit, right? I, I want my family. I want my honor. I want my dignity. And I want my soul. So, Derek, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Sid Meister, thanks for hanging out. Uh, and everybody yeah, who watches Yeah, it's very – you got – the two of you feed off each other's energy very well, man. I, I, I love listening to you guys talk right there. Well, Derek's always welcome to call in. He knows he's always welcome. So you, uh, you guys got to encourage Derek to call in. Call in more, and, uh, and I'm going on vacation. This is my vacation. I'm taking off after Christmas, and yeah, I'll check back in sometime mid January. And so yeah, and enjoy, call. enjoy Florida, man. It's a soak it up. State. All right, thank you. All right, guys, I'm out of here. You guys can find more at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. Um, if you want to support the work we do, there is there are links to support in the description. The best way to support. Best way to support is probably becoming a member. 
Right? You become a member. Uh, we always appreciate the Super Chats and the Streamlabs as well. You can become a member at PrimalEdgeHealth.com and we can support you as well. We've got a community of really cool like-minded people in a private forum with no trolls or anything like that. And we do weekly coaching calls in there. Next coaching call is Wednesday. Next coaching call is on Wednesday. So, you guys, there's uh, the world's going nuts. We are not required to go nuts with it. All right? So, um, Christmas is not canceled. New Year's is not canceled. Be with your families. Take off your fucking face diapers. Go live your life. I'm out of here.